Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Islanders Never Say Bye podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL Amelson expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Ooh, grumpy, you sounded a little sick, my friend. I'm a little under the weather. I have to admit, I got myself a little cold or something. So you could just feel it coming on last night, and I had it all day. A little bit of a headache, a little eyeball hurting, a little froggy in my throat is what it is, right? But I appreciate you coming on and the dedication today uh, to the show, as always, Grump. I'm a true professional. A true professional. That's for certain you are. We'll try to keep things uh, quick or at least not as long as they have been in the past, Grumpy. I don't envision a little three-hour spectacular like we have done in the past or anything of that nature. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, welcome to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. This is a twice-a-week Islanders-based podcast that occurs every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the show, the best way to make sure you don't miss out on any of the content is number one by subscribing on YouTube, liking on Facebook, and following on Twitter. Um, we do we usually cover games live too when the season rolls around. It feels like the season is many months away as it is, so it's tough to imagine that. But we do also have a second podcast that we do on every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That could be found in the link in the description below. Um, it is a general sports podcast where we talk all things sports. We shoot the shit. We talk NHL playoffs. We talk soccer. We talk NFL. We talk college athletics, basketball, football, NBA. We talk IndyCar racing. We talk a little bit, grumpy old man, about, about I would even say that, you know, the horse racing, the Preakness upcoming. We talk about all okay. things sports. Okay. And also, okay. what the Preakness was last week. Shows you where my brain is. But we yeah. talk all things sports, Grump. Well, technically, we didn't talk about it yet, so we'll be talking about that tomorrow. But um, we talk all things sports. And also, we cover a little bit of fan fights, too. And who doesn't love a good fan fight segment, Grump? It's it's my favorite part of the show, honestly. <laughs> so if you're new, you could find that in the link in the description below. Or you can find it as a featured page on our YouTube channel. Again, that's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There also might be times where, hey, it's the offseason. You want to talk and listen to other things that aren't just hockey-related. That is your best avenue, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. But, Grump, since the last time we talked, we got to talk a little bit about Lane Lambert as our new head coach. 
um, our last podcast, which was, oh, it was a week ago. Man, it feels like longer than a week ago since our last podcast, Chrome. It does feel longer than that. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Good thing for the people, bad thing for us. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I think you flip-flopped that, Grumpy. Good thing for us. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was doing a little deprecating humor. Uh, it's tough to tell because you're you're under the weather, but I, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Um, something that's been popping up a lot lately is uh, Kevin Fiala. His name has been popping up a lot as a guy who is in all likelihood going to be moved. And I will tell you, I, we've had people say this on the show. Multiple people have. Brandon Gaines is one of those people who who were messaging me about Kevin Fiala will be available. Will the Islanders make a move for a guy like this? Have you happened to see the comments, grumpy old man, that the the wild uh, Bill, the wild general manager Bill Guerin has been making regarding Kevin Fiala? Yeah, I don't think it means anything. Why don't you, you know, tell us about the comments? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't put a whole lot of stock in what they're saying right now. Maybe they're just trying to, it's probably just a negotiating tactic. Who knows? Okay. It is worth saying it very well could be a negotiating tactic. That being said, if you look at the cap space, they're up against the cap ceiling. There's no other way around that. Um, Bill Guerin had this to say about it. Um, well, let me first start right. Kevin Fiala earlier on this week and, and Brandon Gaines sent me this immediately as soon as he posted it. I don't know if he follows Kevin Fiala on Instagram or all social media, but Kevin Fiala came out grumpy old man and put up a picture, um, of him in the Minnesota wild. And he said, thank you, Minnesota. So, you know, maybe ominous that, Hey, I'm not going to be here very long. Why are you posting a thank you, Minnesota post? Unless you, you envision that there's a possibility of you leaving. Um, that being said, uh, Bill Guerin was interviewed on KFAN 1003 or 103. I don't know. Uh, 100.3. Was that? 100.3. 100.3. There you go. I, I, don't listen. I don't even know the freaking station, but at least I know how radio stations work. Obviously, you don't listen to the radio. You don't even know how radio station works. You just think pushing a button makes a radio station come up. They all have numbers, right? And call letters. Here's 103. Oh, so 103, 1,003. No, it's 100.3. And it's probably got some I've fancy little many name. times before, Grump. I don't listen to the radio. I listen to the radio sometimes once a week on Friday mornings as a little treat. I don't listen to the radio. I drive in silence. I told you this before, Grumpy. Sorry I didn't get had the vernacular of setting up You know what radio station it is, correct, Grumpy? I what apologize. What a sad little life you lead where you treat yourself once a week to put on the radio as you drive to work. What do you do the other days? You Do you stab yourself in the, hit yourself with like needles or something in the leg? No, oh, keep it real. Keep it real. Uh. I just do do? I just drive. I don't listen to anything. I just drive. Silence. What's wrong with just putting a radio on while you drive? I just drive in silence. Pathetic. Um, well, they were asking on the, uh, on 100, or W or K fan 100.3. Um, they were asking, uh, Bill Guerin a little bit about the situation. And they said, you know, uh, Bill Guerin said, why is it always Doomba? Doomba plays a lot of minutes because people are saying, oh yeah, you could trade away Matthew Doomba. He's got one year left on his contract, $6 million per, and this was his response. Why is it always Dumba? Dumba plays a lot of minutes for us, and uh, there are a lot of things that Dumba does really well. Everyone has their shortcoming, and uh, Kevin didn't do well in the playoffs, 
but we're dying to we're, we're dying to keep him. If I sound a little pissed off or annoyed, I am. Bill Guerin also said because all I hear is Matt Duma getting dumped on, and you know what? It's not easy doing uh, doing what he's di- what he did, playing in the condition he did after breaking and dislocating a rib in April and having a punctured lung. I like Matt Dumba. He also said, and I think he's a damn good defenseman. And I want and people write him off or people write him out of town just because Kevin had three good months. Well, I think Dumba's overrated myself. Uh, I don't think he's that great, but he fills a spot for them, right? He knows the system. He's been there a long time. He's not wrong about Fiala. Um, he certainly had a career year this year, but here's another thing. He could say goodbye to Minnesota all he wants. It doesn't matter. He's a restricted free agent. He's not going anywhere unless Minnesota doesn't want him. Let me ask you this. Have you looked at their cap situation? Uh, cap schmap. There's always ways around the cap. Always. There's always things you can do to get around the cap. They're not $100 million over the $80 million cap. They're right at the top of the cap. So what? Move some other guys out. There's ways to do it. Are you creative enough? So sometimes, right, we look at these teams. Some teams do have abilities to move, you know, pieces off. The Minnesota Wild, and I'll pop this up on screen, Grump, they've got a lot of these players, and I'll just show you, right? A lot of these players who make big money, right? I mean, Kirill Kaprizov, you know, he de- he deservingly so makes big money. But a lot of these players are tied to long-term deals, right? Oh, sound familiar? Joel Eck- <laughs> Erickson. You know, he's tied to a long-term deal, young guy. He's tying eight years left on his contract or seven years left after this year. He's Matt 25 Zuccarello. years old. He's 25 years old. Two, what, Grump? He's only 25 years old, though. That's a guy. And, and I'm just saying, right, Max Zuccarello, he's got himself another two years left on his contract. I mean, what would you have to give up to move? He's got also a no-move clause. Sorry. He's got a no-move clause. So he submits a 10-team no-trade list. So, uh, there's, so there's 22 teams you could trade him to. Yes, okay. that is true. So, I mean, and, and can I just say something about him? he had a career of the year this year? Isn't this the perfect time to try to move him? Let me ask you this. What do you think the value for a guy who's going to be 35 years old as a winger that has two years left to six million per? What do you think the value of a guy like that's going to be? Um, we, talk about, we talk about often what does it cost to move a guy like Josh Bailey, right? What do you think it would be cost to move a guy like Matt Zuccarello? who had a career year, the best. Uh, offensive production he's ever had. I mean, he'd be perfect for one of your little favorite teams, Detroit, right? Some veteran leadership to a team like that. They have plenty of cap space. Maybe you get, maybe you uh, have, maybe you give away a fifth round pick for him, or maybe you have to give a third round pick. They have plenty of cap space. And there you go. You've already solved your problem. Just like that. It's it. I just hate when people say, Oh, we can't do anything. No, you can. It's, are you creative enough? That's what it always comes down to. Same thing off the, oh, we could never move this guy. We could never move that guy. If you're creative enough, you absolutely could move just about anybody off a team. Anybody. You just have to find the right partner and be creative enough. That's all. Okay. So you're thinking maybe Matt Zuccarello is a guy that can move. Um, I mean, like, right, you know, Alex Goligoski is going to be on a cheaper deal. Jared Spurgeon. I forget always Jared Spurgeon makes $7.5 million per. Holy crap. Now that's a tougher contract to move. He's got five years left. Yeah, 32 years old. I mean, Johannes Brodeen makes good money on six more years. I mean, like, there are certain guys they're not moving, right? I mean, Matt, Matt Doomba is a guy they don't want to move. At least that's what Bill Guerin said. Um, so, you know, when you look at the available cap space they've got next year, Grump, 
they also have a whole bunch of these buyouts that are conti- they escalate. So the buyout for Parise and Suter uh, escalate in what they have to pay next year, and it's even worse the two years after that. So they go from hey two point three million for each uh, Ryan and Zach's buyout this year to six point three. Right. So I mean that puts them a little bit further up against the cap. You know the ceiling. You're going to have projected cap space seven point three million. Okay. And how many guys do you really need to sign back? You already have you have seven million dollars in cap space. I mean, what do you what are you planning on doing in that? I mean, are you happy with Can Talbot as your goalie next year? Goalies are a dime a dozen. They're a dime a dozen. I don't his, know about that. His cap Flurry's cap hit was three and a half million, right? Correct. Why couldn't you sign him to a deal like that now? He's 37 years old. So three and a half million is gonna eat into the seven million they have available cap. So what? So what? Now we're move guys, I, they're not in dire straits. I, I just find it laughable where everyone who's el- – you, you listen to the, the clickbait sites and, you know, oh, this guy, they're in trouble. The, there's no way they can keep them. We're a fit. No, we're not a fit. There are, there are many teams who are in better position to trade for Kevin Fiala if he even becomes available, first of all, than the New York Islanders. What about the Kings? Look at all, they have a whole bunch of talented young forwards that would certainly appeal to Minnesota, right? Mm. I mean, uh, I'm just kind of baffled where the Islanders are, oh, favorites. No, they're not. Ottawa Senators. And here's the thing. Fiala has, he he cannot pick wherever he wants to go. Wherever they send him is where he'll go. If he even is on the trading block, we don't even know. So you don't think he could be on the? Tra- I think he could be moved, but you don't think, in all likelihood, you think they're going to do everything they can in their power to sign him back? Why not? Scored eighty-five points. It was the second highest point total in franchise history, behind Kirill Kaprizov, right? Who broke every freaking record? And again, there's a reason why you sign a guy like that to a long-term extension because he's going to be—it's going to be like stealing on his contract by the end at nine million per year. So let's let's say for example, um, Kevin Fiala is going to want seven or eight years at let's say eight million. You, I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to free up that cap space. He's a restricted right. free agent. Was that? He's not unrestricted. He's restricted. All they have to do is give him a qualifying offer. The no one is going to. No one is going to give them. Is going to sign him to an offer sheet. Just not going to happen. Just the not math, I gotta pull up. I haven't I'm not privy to the math of what the qualifying offer would cost them. Hold a sec. I mean, but but here's the thing. They will if they really want to keep the player, they'll find a way to keep them. Absolutely. They're not up against the cap. They're not over the cap for next year. And I think we'll all agree that getting rid of uh Zach Carisi and Ryan Souter were good moves by Minnesota. They had the best season they've had in their history this year. Given the young guys a, plans to, a chance to play in big roles, it certainly turned out well for them this year. Okay, so they didn't run win a playoff series. Okay, that's fine. But I got to say, probably this is the most exciting season of hockey uh, for Minnesota Wild fans probably ever. They were fun to watch, right? Okay, they got knocked out by St. Louis in the first round. Well, you know that's that's you know a whole nother thing altogether, but. I mean, they were fun to watch, and they were, got a lot of young talent. But there are guys they can move off that roster. Marcus Foligno, he's movable, right? He's got three three million dollars a year. 
for another two years. I mean, that's a guy who's movable for leadership. I mean, there are ways around it. You just have to be creative, like I said, and just find a partner. There are people, there are teams out there that have money. Your Detroit's, your Ottawa's, your Los Angeles Kings. They all have money. What they're worried about, and again, his qualifying offer based off of just a quick Google search. So again, it may not be the most accurate, but I'm showing it would be again the same 5.1 million. I, you know, if you're if you're Minnesota, you take the gamble and say, hey, we're going to do 5.1 million and hope our cap situation clears up. Remember, it's more of a cap hit the year after as well for Suter and and um, and uh, and Zach Parise. They'll go up another million. So what? The cap's going to be going up too. I mean, like I said, it's not a flat cap forever. It's been going up $1 million a year, and then it goes up after that, right? There's ways around it. You don't have any goalie signed for in, after two years from now. I mean, there's so many ways around it. There are. I just – don't panic. If you're a Minnesota fan, don't panic. There's no reason to panic. Garen just has to be a little bit creative, find the right trade partner, move – Either if you don't want Fiala, move him, reload with young prospects like the Kings or Ottawa has. Um, or if you want to keep him, you offload somebody else. There's a market for Matt, Matt Dumba. There is. Well, let's let's go ahead and look at what Kevin Fiala would actually cost, right? I, I think that you know, if there was one guy to move, right, I thought maybe Felino would be a guy, but you know, he's captain, you know, he's a guy who plays a big role for them. Maybe Matt Zuccarello. Uh, let me ask you this. What do you think a guy like Kevin Fiala would cost, right? Because you, if you trade for him, right, ideally if you were to trade for a guy like that for the Islanders, you're going to want to sign him long-term. You're not going to want to trade for him and give him a bridge deal. Correct. You wouldn't want to do that. So, I, I mean, I don't know what he's worth. He had a career year this year. The only reason I'm asking kind of the worth and the value, right, and the athletic article, they talk about it and they say, you know, it would be interesting, right? The Islanders don't have a large prospect pool. What a shock. But they do have the 13th overall pick, so surely the 13th overall pick must be included as well as you might see Oliver Wallstrom included in on a deal like that. Now, let me ask you, let's play through that scenario. If the Islanders were to go ahead and acquire Kevin Fiala and it would cost a first-round pick, and Oliver Wallstrom, would you be happy with that deal, or would you say, no way, Jose? No, no way. No way. I just don't think Fiala's that good. He had a career year this year, 85 points, whatever. What was his, what was his career high before that? I mean, pull up. Don't, don't worry about it. He had 54 points in 2019-20 in 64 games. That was his career high, 40 and 50 last year. You know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm always leery of guys who have career years when they come up for contracts. He's not even unrestricted, like I said. I mean, I'm not even looking at a guy like that. I'm just not. Here's the thing. The benefit of having Lane Lambert as coach is you figure the young guys are going to get a legitimate shot to fill roster spots on this team. That's why he was brought. That's why he was the replacement coach. Guys who can get more out of the players who are already here, but knows the system. That's why he was hired to take over for Barry Trotz. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Lamarillo knows they got one, maybe two years left with this aged core before everything goes out the window. Who's the best shot? Lane Lambert. The players seem to believe in him. 
supposedly from everything you hear, he holds everyone accountable. You know what? That's all you want from a head coach. I have no problem with I, I his thing. I don't want to move futures again or draft picks to bring in somebody else. I just don't want to do that. No. I, here's the thing. I don't either. I think that's what's going to happen. That's why I made that tweet oh so many months ago. I think that first round pick is as good as gone. If we can use that to leverage to acquire a piece, we certainly will trade that first round pick. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Now, it's funny. Did you hear Tom Wilson talking about funny, right? Some Islander fans were out there saying, oh, this is our chance to capitalize. Tom Wilson today um who got injured in on uh, in game one against florida um had to have a uh had to have his left knee reconstructed uh on his torn acl so they think he's expected to miss six to eight months so people are saying oh now that tom wilson's down right that's going to put the washington capitals back big and this gives us an easy this gives us a slot and an open avenue for the islanders this is how the Islanders are going to go ahead and cement their spot into the playoffs next year because Washington, now after losing Tom Wilson, they're going to fall out of contention. Now they've got that little bit of breathing room the Islanders can capitalize on. I just kind of want to get your take on that, Grump. When did Anders Lee hurt his knee? He hurt his knee in... Was oh. it March? I know he was skating in May last year, right? Before the playoffs, people were saying, oh, maybe he'll be ready to play for the playoffs. He's out there skating. Again, torn ACLs are nowhere near as severe for hockey players as they are for other sports where you actually have to plant your leg. I wonder when Tom Wilson comes back. Probably he, two years. Was that? Probably it'll be two or three years before he's ready to play again. I wonder using, when it comes using the Anders Lee scenario. Yes, I was before you before you interrupted. I was about to say, I wonder if it's going to take him, you know, hey, I'm injured and banged up. I wonder if it's going to take him five months of game action or four months of game action for him to bounce back and be producing points. I wonder if that's how long it's going to take Tom Wilson to produce. Now, uh, yeah, I, I know it's just it's going to. Here's the thing. He will play next year at some point in time, right? But what does it do? Is Tom Wilson the driver for the Washington Capitals? Well, I think he's an important piece. Phil's facts ready on the spot. Oh. He just let me know. He said Nick Backstrom is also considering retiring. You know what he wants? A new contract. I was about to say, sounds like he needs some more money. Money, money, money. Yeah. Hey, I, I, how old is Nick Backstrom? 32? Oh, he's in his like 35, I think. Okay. Maybe he does want to quit then. Who knows? It just it just Actually, opens up opportunity for other players. Right? Doesn't it just open up opportunity for younger players to step up, like your Connor McMichaels? Maybe he's ready to take an elevated role after this year. Yeah, it's a lot to be putting on his shoulders. Okay. What number 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 eight is still going to be playing for Washington, right? Number eight? Yeah. He's still right number. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we were only what eighteen points behind Washington. Just a few points. Well, so, I, I, I forgot. So I didn't realize Backstrom. that Tom Tom Wilson was worth eighteen points in the season. And Tom Wilson, or I'm sorry, Nick Backstrom missed a lot of the regular season too due to injury, but was healthy enough to come back there for for that playoff series. I forgot he had missed substantial time this year, something like you know thirty plus games. And that's a playoff series they probably should have won. Uh, you know. 
I I've said this before, right? I mean, like Peter Laviolette, obviously not going to be fired. That's his seat has to be hot as a freaking rocket now, just based off of you know, based off of the lack of performance. His 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 seat's got to be hot as I'm just talking about hot as in Dante's Inferno Grump. They had over a hundred points in the regular season, and they lost to the uh, the President's Trophy winning team in what was it, six games or seven? Hmm. I think it was seven games. Was it seven games or six? six. I think it was six. Okay. They won two. They were up 2-1 in the series, and then Washington wound up losing. I think the or Washington lost the rest of the games. Okay. But they were not supposed to win that playoff series. No. I mean, Florida then gets rolled afterwards. Well, we're going to transition a little bit to talk about the NFL playoffs. But um, uh, Phil also said Nick Backstrom still owned $9.5 million over the next three years. So it maybe has nothing to do there with – with that it's got to do with i think an injury to uh, i'm looking up here with back and neck a little bit of back and neck injury we'll see you know what as soon as the season's end as soon as the season ends there's a lot of emotion involved and stuff like that but he'll get the itch i bet he comes back next year it's, it's tough to turn down nine and a half million dollars a year just to skate around <laughs> he does more than just skating around yeah well it's not like his body's really taking a beating out there. He's a finesse player. Well, I mean, if he's got a neck and back injury, right? And again, I couldn't tell you I have too much the severity of it, um, but I do know he missed time this year with that. Why don't, why don't we hear things like Andrews Lee's thinking about retirement just because he sucks? Or Josh Bailey's thinking about retirement because his wife wants him to put out the garbage on Tuesday nights. I mean, why aren't we hearing those type of things? No one, none of these old guys ever want to leave the Islanders. They got it real easy there. <laughs> Maybe that changes this year. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. To go back on it, just a touch on it, I would not be in favor if that was the asking price, right? Let's say Kevin Fiala would be on the market. If the asking price was a first plus Oliver Wallstrom, I would not be in on that. No way. No way. I mean, okay. He benefited playing with Kaprizov, right? Let's be honest. And even if he didn't play with Kaprizov all the time, who was when the opponents are putting out defensive pairings and their best defensive forwards? Do you think they're putting them on Kevin Fiala or are they putting them on Kirill Kaprizov? I mean, come on. Well, they're marking that line. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, like I said, he benefits being the fact that, you know, nobody's really looking at him. He had a career year this year. He did. He did. And you look at the production, a lot of it was towards the tail end of the year, too. Yeah. Maybe he just finally hit his stride, right? The guy had the pedigree. I think the, the, what kind of makes it better for him is he had the pedigree, right? He was an ex. What was he? Top, was he a top 10 or the 11th? Number 11. I think he's number, picked no. number 11. Okay. He's picked 11th overall. I know he's one of those guys that have the pedigree. When a guy who has the pedigree and was drafted early starts to perform, I think it does a little bit more to elevate his status and elevate his reputation at a more quicker fashion. And I'm not putting down Kevin Fiala. But I don't want I don't want people to say, well, gosh, it's like Alexander Ovechkin coming to the Islanders or Johnny Gaudreau coming to the Islanders. No, he's not. He's not that type of player. He's good. He's good. And he would certainly help this team. But you cannot, again, I keep on saying it, you cannot continue to gut the future for present day. I mean, you just can't do it. We have no one. And I mean no one. Maybe Ratu who's going to be able to step up and actually play an active role to create some offense on this team going forward. The only guy. No one else. I saw them. 
no one else even sniffs the ability to potentially be a top six forward. Ratu's the only guy. Nobody else, DJ. Nobody. No Casper Holmstrom. That's a goddamn guarantee. You can write that shit down. I'm happy you stalled enough for me, Grumpy, so I can add up these numbers. In the last 13 games of the regular season, right? They talk about he had 85 points, had a fantastic year. It was a career season for him. Do you want to take a guess how many points he produced in the last 13 games of the regular season? I don't know, 25? 24 points. Wow. 10 goals and 14 assists. So subtract that out. And okay, well, we're not doing that like the clickbait. No, I'm just saying, if you subtract that, that saying, out, make sure make sure you take everything into account. Right, he had a large portion, a large production right down the stretch where he put up 24 points. Right, I'm not going to completely ignore that because we're not a clickbait site who does. Oh, if we ignore that or just extrapolate that little bit, if we just look at the last 13 games as he played at the end, he would be on pace to average 500 points next year. No, we're not doing that. But come on, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying was points per game he was pretty much what he's always been maybe a little bit more if you t- I'm just saying you kind of I kind of had forgotten I knew the tail end of the year was good for him but I mean like look at how hey man when he was hot he was hot right I, I will caution this I don't watch enough Minnesota games is he a streaky score is he one of those guys who scored in bunches you know towards the tail end of the year right I, you know I see quite a bit of production there and again, even like the last three months, just as Bill Guerin had mentioned, right? He was extremely hot. I, you know, he must have struggled towards the beginning half of the season, right? Yeah, okay. You get towards the beginning half of the season, he was struggling to put up points. But you know, I, I you know, I just, I just want to make sure we add that in for the record. Twenty-four well, can points we, in the last thirteen games. Can we just look at the teams that they played over the last thirteen games? I'm just interested to see what teams they played against. Yeah, because, you know, I, okay. St. Louis overtime loss. He had a goal. The Kings playoff team, one assist. The Edmonton Oilers, two goals. Dallas Stars, two goals and an assist. Edmonton, uh, St. Louis again, uh, an assist. San Jose, goal and three assists. Montreal, a goal and assist. Vancouver, two goals. Seattle, five assists. Nashville, goal and assist. Arizona, nothing. Uh, Calgary, an assist. And Colorado, nothing. I mean, he put up points against playoff caliber teams, right? Okay. Edmonton's, Dallas, St. Louis. He's got some good teams he put up points against. Okay. Like I said, for me, um, he just got hot at the end of the year, like you mentioned, because no one was talking about him midseason. Oh, man, we got to get Kevin Fiala. It was only at the end of the year when he put up a hot streak. I was about to say, uh, you know, from the trade deadline on, and maybe even a little bit before the trade deadline, that's when he started to turn on, just like Bill Guerin said the last three months. He played really, really great hockey. Again, it helps when you got Kirill Kaprizov as your line mate. Would anybody, let me ask you this. Would anybody say when they're talking about young forwards, I'd rather have Matt Barzal than Kirill Kaprizov? Um, wow. Uh, Kaprizov. Hard, pretty- qu- hard question to think of, isn't it? They play two different spots. I know they play. I, I I get it, right? I understand it, right? They play two different positions, right? Kirill Kaprizov's a winger, but if we're talking about young forwards, would you say I'd rather have Matt Barzal or Kirill Kaprizov? I think they both, you know, and the, they play two different positions. They're both forwards. That's the only reason I'm making this comparison. Um, in the system we play, Kaprizov would not put up the numbers that he's put up. That said. If Minnesota says we're making Kapril Kaprizov, uh, you know, he's on the trading block, I'm all in for that. 
I will say that. <laughs> Remember last year they had the issues of the contact contract and go. So like this is another thing I want to mention with Minnesota. Remember last year Bill Guerin and they had the issues. Are we going to be able to resign back Kirill Kaprizov? How are we going to be able to make it work? I'm not sure. They found a way to make that work. If they really want to, I think they could find a way to make Kevin Fiala still be a viable option to re-sign without killing them. I found it interesting that he kind of ripped his playoff performance, though. Right? I mean, he said he didn't do anything in the playoffs. So, for me, okay, that's kind of – I'm kind of dumping on him a little bit. I, like I said, I don't know what situations he scored in or anything like that. I don't watch a whole lot of Minnesota Wild games. Uh, but he's certainly not the best player on that team by a long shot. Again, he seems he seems like he'd be a top six guy. But do you want to give up first-round draft picks and somebody who's probably going to play much better under Lane Lambert than he did under Barry Trotz in Oliver Wallstrom? Mm-hmm. I mean – do you want to give up whatever salary cap room that you have to go after somebody like that? I don't, I'm not looking to do that. And again, as a GM, you have to look to the future as well. Facts are we were not close to making the playoffs this year. And even if we did make the playoffs, we're going to get knocked out in the first round. Our, our division is really, really tough. Look at Carolina, look at the Rangers. I mean, are those teams we really match up with? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, even I, though they I lost. We'll say that, you know, kind of kind of getting back to the original point you make, just to reread that quote, Bill Guerin did say, Kevin didn't do well in the playoffs, but we are all dying to keep him. He did have three assists and zero goals in six games in the postseason this year. Okay. Well, I don't know. You know, it, it's just it's one of those things to where I, everybody should take everything with a grain of salt. And remember, they were having issues thinking, oh, we might not be able to sign back Kirill Kaprizov this offseason. Remember, that was that was a talk last offseason. Yeah, oh, he, was, he might go back. Remember, he might go back to the KHL. Do you remember that one, Grump? It, it's it's all GM speak. All of this. And, and so that's that's why I want everybody to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, whether, you know, the Kevin Fiala posting, thank you, Minnesota, could mean thank you so much for the support in, in the postseason. It could mean, oh, maybe my agent actually thinks that we may be getting moved. But, you know, it's crazy how quick things can change when it comes down to, you know, the brass tacks when things get close and they say, we really want him, but we're just trying to keep a poker face on. Remember, no, I think- might have been going back to the KHL last year. The more I'm thinking about it, I want to go after Johnny Gaudreau this offseason. Throw the bank at him. I mean, uh, let's be honest, right? He's been phenomenal his entire career. And tell me that his style of play and his the way he skates is not uh, tailor-made for Matt Barzal. Real quick, um, because we're going to talk a little bit about the playoff picture and what we've seen so far. Don't you like how the Edmonton Oilers, I said I could see them winning two rounds in the playoffs. Edmonton's up three to one with the Calgary Flames, Grump. What, is, what does it tell you? What does it tell you? Top end talent has the ability to overcome certain shortcomings because Mike Smith is a disaster in net for them. Remember, Edmonton really started to get hot towards the tail end of the year. So that's kind of what I took into account when I just guesstimated where I thought they would finish. You know, I... 
to be honest with you, I, if you were looking at it, I, I think that the Flames are probably a better team than the Edmonton Oilers, but the Edmonton Oilers are in the driver's seat right now. Well, they're up three to one. So, yeah, they're in the driver's seat. And matter of fact, they're, boop, 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 they're backing it up into the next round of the playoffs to face Colorado, which will close out St. Louis tonight. I'm certain of that. Yep. And I was about to say, yeah, Colorado is up so far right now. Oh, are they? Okay. Two nothing on St. Louis and the first period just been completed. Yeah. That one's over. So the yeah. only series that's going to be left being played is going to be Caroline and the Rangers. Carolina can't seem to win a game on the road, but they don't lose any at home. So that's a tough matchup. I, I want to ask you kind of two things before we get into Carolina and the Rangers, because that's something I think we could talk about. Tampa swept the Florida Panthers since our last podcast. Let me ask you this. People are on social media saying, holy crap, Barry Trotz brought this Islanders team to go seven games last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning when you know the Florida Panthers, the fantastic Florida Panthers, got swept. My gosh, Barry Trotz is a god. We're going to miss him so much. I think he's a very good coach, right? I'm not trying to demean him with that. I'm just talking about the fan base that thinks that Barry Trotz willed this team to seven games against Tampa last year when the Florida Panthers, the fantastic Florida Panthers' best record or best regular season record I think they had in the NHL this year got swept by them. How could you explain those two? How can you explain that anomaly, Grump? Because Florida doesn't play much defense. They're a run-and-gun team. They have You have to learn how to win. Toronto, I'm going to tell you, get right. Toronto took them to seven games, took them to overtime in game six, gave up a goal in the last three minutes to even get it to overtime, uh, you know, for Tampa Bay. and. Tampa Bay knows how to win. They know how to win. It's, it's experience really matters in the NHL playoffs. It does. It's, and that's what you're seeing with Tampa now. This is Florida enough. outplayed Florida outplayed them for great stretches of these games. And then Tampa, one break, bam, goal. Vasilevsky has been spectacular. He's just been a rock back there. He's like a piece of plexiglass. He's been fantastic. He has been Vasilevsky in the playoffs. Again, another shutout in a game clincher, right? The only time he gave up a goal in the last seven games of game clinching playoff series games was against Toronto. That's it. He hadn't given up a goal in six of those games. He's had shutouts. Think about that. When you have a guy like that backstopping your defense, that's awful tough. You know, guys are gripping the sticks a little tighter, right? He's phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. And their team, look at the team, just total team concept. Stamkos laying out blocking shots. Kucherov laying out blocking shots. These are the stars of the league I, doing what it takes to win. I've said, I said it for the last two years. They remind me so much of the dynasty era Islanders. They I'm, really do. I'm going to go ahead and actually answer the question I kind of posed, okay. right? I, I think that. Tampa, right? Tampa's a fantastic team. Just as you mentioned, though, Tampa did go seven games against Toronto. And I think the reason that the Florida Panthers got swept, as you mentioned, playoff experience is important. The Florida Panthers as a franchise, how many, how many, how many actual playoff rounds have the Florida Panthers franchise won since know. being around? This is this year was the first time they won a round of the playoffs in what almost three decades since the 1995-1996 season. This is the first time they won a playoff series in over 25 years. 
Yeah, well, like I said, you have to learn how to win. Yeah, they were great in the regular season. They lost to Tampa last year. Tampa, Toronto deserved to beat Tampa this year. This is a team, the Florida Panthers, right? I think it has more to do with learning how to win. You're right. Learning how to win in the playoffs. And mind you, right? This is Burnett's first year as a head coach. First year being the guy, right? It works well in the regular season. We're cruising along. In the playoffs, a little bit of playoff coach, a little bit of experience. And this is why I said having an experienced head coach, I thought, was one of the big items for me regarding, especially when it comes to the playoffs, right? This is a team and a franchise, the Florida Panthers. Inception season was 1993. They have three playoff series victories until this year. Coming up to this year, they had three playoff series victories in 30 years about. So does it shock me that they only won one round and then got bounced the round after? No, it's a no. the playoffs are a complete different animal. Having experience in the playoffs is important. And when every single or majority of these players that are coming in and playing for the Florida Panthers don't have a lot of experience winning in the playoffs, it's Rome was not built in a day. I understand they were fantastic in regular season, but it's not just like, oh, we're going to go from not winning a playoff series from 25 years in a row to now all of a sudden we're going to make it to the Stanley Cup. It doesn't happen like that. Not for them, it doesn't. Uh, but see, most teams doesn't happen. It's more of an anomaly if that does happen. For most teams that go from we are historic losers to now all of a sudden we're a contender, it doesn't happen overnight like that regarding the playoff production. And again, what we've been seeing in all these rounds of the playoffs, the teams who are playing their backup goalies are really struggling. Let's talk about backup goalies, right? You've got there the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Yesterday, I know uh, Auntie Ranta went out. He was kind of a little injured, but kind of kind of wound up coming back in. Looked like he had a little bit of a groin injury. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers are tied two apiece so far in that series. Here's the thing. Ranta is a backup for a reason. He's not as good as Freddie Anderson, just isn't. And that has hurt Carolina. And... I don't think he's been poor, but there's been a couple of times where he's made little mistakes that wind up in the back of his net, okay? He's made some big saves, but I think that he is also dinged up. You can just tell by the way he's moving around in net that, okay, he's not free, You know, if you know what I mean. He's not playing free and easy. You can just tell something's wrong, and I think it, it hurts Carolina. Um, again, Carolina doesn't seem to lose at home. They don't win on the road, that's for certain. They have they were zero and five on the road uh, in the playoffs so far, but at home they're six and zero, and they do have home ice advantage. Uh, tomorrow night is going to be a big game, big game. Mm-mm-mm. And they had, let me tell you something against the Rangers yesterday. I thought they controlled the ice for the most part, but for me, they're missing a big piece to go in front of the net, an average Anders Lee type to stand in front of the net. They got a whole bunch of guys who are really, really good skaters. And the Rangers' defense is not great, but they're missing open nets. Uh, They're missing a lot of chances. But if they had a big guy in front, I think that would also help them out. I'm still, I still think Carolina is going to beat the Rangers. I just do. Let me, let me ask you this. Let's play down a scenario to where the Rangers wound up beating the Carolina Hurricanes. Let me it's funny, right? We always talked about this is even last offseason and year two off seasons ago. We talked about this too. Last offseason and two offseasons ago. I think we do we have Mike, what the what was his name, Grumpy, the one who won a cup for the Rangers. Did we have him on the show? Mike Keenan? No, Mike who won a cup for oh, the Mike, Rangers. Mike Hartman. 
Mike, Mike Hartman. Hartman. We had him on the show. He was a guest of yours. And we went through the scenario of who would you rather be, the Rangers or the Islanders going forward? We both picked the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let me ask you this. How much would it sting, Islander fans, number one, that the Rangers would make such with Gerard Gallant, they get rid of College Quinn, and immediately they, they make themselves and find themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals playing the good old Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that we are oh so familiar with. How, I mean, I feel like Islander fans are going to be conflicted. Who would they root for? Who would they root against? Could you imagine Islander fans rooting for the Tampa Bay Lightning who had knocked us out back-to-back -back years in the Eastern Conference Finals or the, the Rangers? I, I'm just not sure. Like a serious question, who would you rather root for? The Tampa Bay Lightning who had taken us out of the picture last two years in the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, or the Rangers? Um, That's just a dumb question. If you had to pick one of the two, you're picking Tampa. You're not rooting for the Rangers. Are you rooting for the same team that beat the living daylights out of you the last two years or beat you know beat you in a in, in a convincing fashion, right? We went it was close, hard fought games, but they beat you. When they beat you, it rained, it poured. Are you really rooting for Tampa? Yes. I'm not rooting for the Rangers. Are you kidding me? No Islander fan. I guess you're not an Islander fan. Uh, but no Islander fan is rooting for the Rangers over Tampa. Just not happening. Okay. I'm just saying, right? I, I think here's the other thing. We had mentioned at in games game six, Toronto against Tampa. It looked like Tampa was gassed. We had mentioned, oh man, Tampa looks like they're tired. We said that in game seven, too. Man, it looks like they are tired. They're on, they're running on empty, they're running on fumes. Well, that's one way really to go ahead and get your legs back underneath you. Sweep the Florida Panthers and essentially get a week off so you come back with fresh legs. I mean, like, I think this is going to do wonders for them. I don't it doesn't matter who Tampa plays. I think Tampa is going to steamroll their way back into another Stanley Cup Finals. Again, I'm going to tell you what. For people who are saying that you know Toronto needs to make drastic changes, they absolutely do not. They do not. They would have beaten anybody but Tampa in that series, and Vasilevsky in particular. Vasilevsky was phenomenal in that series, just like he was in the Florida series, just tremendous. Weird. Right now – Here's the thing. I, I think it's going to be Colorado and Tampa in the finals, and Colorado is the only team that even has a remote shot of beating Tampa. The only team. I want to bring this up. I think we mentioned this briefly last podcast, but this is before everything unfolded with Florida Panthers. Let me ask you, if the Tampa Bay Lightning win another Stanley Cup three in a row, do they encroach on possibly the greatest dynasty that's ever been in the it's, NHL? Okay. To beat the record of 19 straight playoff series, they'd still need to win another Stanley Cup and then get to the finals. What what I mean, though, is does the time period of free agency, right when the Islanders did it, there was no free agency. Correct. Do you put more, more in the fact that they did this in, in, in a time period where there is free agency to where, you know, the Islanders did it, there was none? You know, do you put a little bit more into stock? Is three cups during the free agency era more value than four cup more valuable than four cups prior to free agency? That's more what I'm asking. Yes. I don't, nobody's ever going to beat the 19 the 19 playoff series victories in a row. Nobody's ever going to beat that. I could say that with confidence. But is three cups during free agency more valuable than four cups prior to free agency? It's a tough question. They might be on par. It's way tougher to uh, for teams to win now consecutively than it used to be. People forget the only way to move back in the old days was you get traded off a team. Now, you know, everybody can leave. And what Tampa has done this year, right, they lost their whole third line, which was so key for them the last couple of playoff runs. Yeah. 
this team is a Tampa's a dynasty, though. Absolutely. I mean, they are. I mean, they have been to six of the last eight Eastern Conference championship rounds. Think about that. That's that's really incredible. Or now I think it's gonna be seven out of nine. So, I mean, that's incredible. You know, people, oh, the Islanders are great. They went to two in a row. This team's gone to seven out of nine. You were the guy last year who didn't think much of John Cooper unless he won his second straight Stanley Cup. That's correct. Okay, but he gets his team to the Eastern Conference Finals just about every year. Okay. It's worth noting this. I said if they did not win the Stanley Cup last year, I think he's overrated as a coach. I firmly believe that. I say it again. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you have five, five first ballot Hall of Fame caliber players, five first ballot Hall of Fame caliber players, and you can only manage one cup out of that group, there's an issue, and it goes on the coach. If you're going ahead, right, he's won two, the, the onus is off him. If he wins the third one right here, he's a guy who's a first ballot Hall of Fame coach candidate, right? He's doing what he's supposed to do. The only time I would have had an issue if he underperformed in the big moment. He hasn't done that. He won the cup last year, and he very well could be heading to another cup this year, right? I think that's a guy where you say, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame caliber coach. Yes. Absolutely. Which I thought he, he was. I thought he was regardless. Okay. I, I, mean, I thought he had, he had to win. He had to prove that he could win. He had to he had to win the second cup, and he definitely did, right? I put him, hey, he's doing a good job. Now he's on his way to a third cup. He's, 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 he's a Hall of Fame caliber coach right now. No doubt about it. And to bring it all the way back to the Florida scenario, how many years did Tampa have to lose before they finally learned how to win, right? They were the best team in the history of the league in the regular season, and they got swept out of the first round of the playoffs by Columbus. The turnaround was them beating Columbus. I believe it was game three of the playoffs against Columbus. It was one-to-one, -one, and they beat them in triple overtime. That was That sent Tampa on their way. They had to finally beat Columbus, get rid of the boogeyman, and beat Columbus, and they were just off to the races. And again, you know, people say, well, the Islanders, look at what they did. Look what Barry tried. Okay. We were never beating Tampa the last two years. Every time we beat them, lucky bounce, fluky something this. When the games were just, you know, head the on. Steve heard across Long Island. I mean, just, it. I mean, we weren't as good as them. And there's no nothing wrong with that. All right. The reason why you haven't been able to beat Tampa's advanced because you never made any changes to the roster after that. Tampa Bay has made small incremental changes every single year to get better. We have not done that. Tampa also has five Hall of Fame caliber players. Yeah. Well, we don't have to show up. They're playoff players, too. There's a difference. That's true. Now, this Alexander, Johnny on the spot, Alexander, thanks for sending this to me, talking about Florida. So this was on uh, WFLA News Radio. Aaron Jacobson, he he covers the Florida Panthers. He said, this is a quote from their show. After game three, after being down three games to none against Tampa, Light Tampa Bay Lightning, he said, you would think after getting your butt kicked, you'd want to rest up if you're the Florida Panthers, right? Asked Jacobson, setting his story. Well, according to a very trusted source, a source this happened. A lot of Panthers players, I don't want to say them all, um, were partying late into the night last night and found themselves at a local establishment at which there were women who danced for money on stages. And he said, um, even 
the degenerate that I am, I don't think after I'm getting my buck kicked in a huge playoff series and the day of getting my buck kicked earlier in the day with a grueling back-to-back the following day, which is today, uh, even me would head the head of the degenerates. I don't think I could pull that one off. Hanging out into the night at least until 2.45 a.m. could have been even later. From the from the latest, the source got his information. That's the latest my source got his information. Okay. That said, and here's the thing: if Quinville was coached, do you think that happens? Absolutely not. Hmm. So well, maybe I could play you this. think you're getting your butt kicked. Oh. You'd want to rest if you're the Florida Panthers. Shit, I, I butchered the whole thing. At least I could have given you that little. Yeah, but that's essentially what he said. So it, it's a nice little clip to it. But yeah, I'm. Yeah, man, you want to talk about? Yeah, you're right. Quinville would not. I've ever let that fly. That's that's a what does it tell you? Right. What did I say earlier in the year? You remember what I said? It might not hurt them now, but not having Quinville is going to cost them at some point in time. And here's the thing: I still don't think they were going to beat Tampa even with Quinville there. They would have been better, had a way better chance because yeah. Quinville's just that good a coach. But Quinville, I mean, Brunette has obviously doesn't know what they're doing, has just lost control of the room. He was just like, hey, uh, just stand behind the bench if, and just point. I'll be honest with you. If that shit happened, I know right. Brunette's right now up for coach of the year candidate. You should be seriously looking elsewhere. I yeah. firmly believe that. You cannot. You talk about the culture in the room and the dedication to win. You're down 3 nothing in a series, and you've got – large groups of players and i'm interested to hear what players going out partying going to strip clubs going out drinking where the hell is your head you're down three nothing in the series that said i'm happy i'm not a florida panthers fan or this is not a florida panthers podcast because we've been tearing the ever-living shit out of the team for days and weeks and weeks okay that said florida came out to play yesterday or two days whenever it was was it it was monday what's today it was Monday they played them. Today's Wednesday. So yeah. two days ago. They came out to play, and they dominated Tampa. The first period, yeah. Yeah, the whole game. What was the shots? Like 49 or 50 to 28? It was I like mean, 20-something to 10 in the first period, though. They carried the play. They did. They did. But Tampa knows how to win. Tampa plays as a total team. Tampa has learned the things like the Islanders did like the old-time Oilers did. You have to lose and learn what it takes, the sacrifice you have to make as an individual for the team to win a Stanley Cup. Tampa knows that. Tampa, I don't know if Colorado Tampa, still knows that yet. Tampa knows you can't be going out till 3 o'clock in the morning to the strip clubs when you're in the middle of the playoff series. Florida hasn't learned that lesson yet. I wonder if Colorado's learned that you can't be going out to the strip club you know, late at late games, late after games. Yeah, maybe one o'clock, but not later than that. Yeah. You have a curfew. It's one o'clock. Yeah. That's when you have to leave the strip club. You got to leave at one o'clock. Can't be out there till three, one o'clock. You're right, though. Um, you know, I'm just being kind of facetious. Yeah. Tampa knows, okay, we can't be going out, you know, the night of the game. Hey, they could have went out. Hey, we're up three nothing. Let's go out and party tonight, fellas. I guarantee they didn't do that. Guarantee. They know what it takes to win. They're really good. They're a dynasty. They are. And honestly, would it kill me if they won this year's Stanley Cup? It would not. It would not. I I appreciate greatness. I said it before, and they remind me so much of the Islanders in the dynasty era. You know I've sold you that for two years now. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, you've been saying that. What is Grumpy? We are the curve. Or Grumpy is the curve. You've been saying that for years now. And again, it looks closer and closer. And I think that right, the rest they're getting now is so important. If you're Tampa, you want this game to go seven. You want the series between the Rangers and, and Carolina to go seven games, beat the living hell out of each other. You know, Ryan Reeves is facing off. Little Tony D'Angelo and Ryan Reeves are talking to each other. I can only imagine what, what transpires in those little meetings after the whistle. Here's the thing. It gives Brain Point a chance to come back to. Yep. It gets their players rest that they need. Their players desperately needed rest. That Toronto series was brutal. That was, I, I again, every, oh, Toronto, they failed. Let me tell you something. Toronto played really well in that series. Vasilevsky was spectacular in at that some, series. At some point for Toronto, though. It's no it's more. Tampa. You're playing Tampa though. No You're more freaking Tampa. excuses. Just like with the Islanders, no more freaking excuses. Yeah, okay. At a point for Toronto, it becomes no more freaking excuses. I'm not saying that Toronto is going to exist. Tampa's okay. not disbanding the team next year. Look. Is that going to be the same load of shit next year? We look. give an excuse for them because we're okay. playing Tampa. Look, look what. Tor okay, the players seem to think they're close. Mark Giordano re-ups on a real team-friendly deal. Yeah, I mean he took a massive pay cut. To sign back with Tampa, but with Toronto, because he sees how close they are. He knows. He knows. Yeah, two years, two years, eight hundred k a year. <laughs> he was making eight and a half million. Look at the pay cut he took. He was making. He was making six point seven five. But okay. yes, close enough. Oh, okay, I thought it was eight and a half. Okay, my bad. Here's the thing. He took a massive pay cut to stay in Toronto because he knows. He knows if okay, if they had beaten. If, if Toronto had beaten Tampa, they were going to the Stanley Cup Finals, Toronto was. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. They would have steamrolled Florida because they've learned how to play defense. They've learned how to play a team game. They have learned it. I said it earlier in the year, if you remember. There's something different about this team. They're not just running gun all the time. They're actually playing some team defense. I didn't know if it was going to be good enough. It was close, but Sheldon Keith has gotten through to them, right? I mean, all you got to do is watch watch from one season to the next. You saw the growth in them as a team, Toronto. I'm not a Toronto fan, but as a, if you were a Toronto fan, you have to look at it that way, right? It's like, okay, look at how we got beat by Montreal. We were like a sieve every year. Couldn't play defense. Got bullied against Boston every year after year after year. That was not the case this year. They just need, they learn. Now, I think this year is the year that Toronto learned how to win in that loss to Tampa. Fair enough. Fair enough, Grumpy. I just love the thought process of, oh, well, it was Tampa. Do you think when teams are facing off against the Islanders during the dynasty year, fan groups are saying, yep. oh, well, no worries. We're just playing the Islanders. Man, yep. don't worry about going for a cup this year. We're playing the Islanders. People forget how good the Rangers were um, during that dynasty era at the, era at the tail end with Herb Brooks as coach. They were the second best team in the league. Just couldn't beat the Islanders. The Islanders were just too good. They knew how to win. Edmonton. Edmonton could not believe. They were the huge favorites going into the 1982-83 uh, playoff. Huge. They was, oh, they're going to steamroll the Islanders. They didn't know how to win. The Islanders knew. Gretzky talks about it all the time, right? We see what it was. We walk past the locker room. All those guys, nobody was celebrating. They were all just sitting there, you know, bandages all over, wrapped up everything. That's when they learned how to win. And that's what that's what he took from that and the rest of the team. Because they were 
at that point in time, more talented than the Islanders. The Islanders were beaten up. Can we can we switch in gears a little bit? You're talking about Edmonton. I want to talk a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers again, up three to one in the driver's seat, backing up on the Calgary Flames. Now, I want to talk about a specific player for the Edmonton Oilers. You know, you may know where I'm going with this one, Grumpy Old Man. I have a feeling. Do you remember there was a player this year that was an unrestricted free agent? He played for the San Jose Sharks beforehand, had an allegation this last offseason, and has had a lot of allegations and has had a lot of you know smoke that has followed him throughout his NHL playing career. And he had a lot of allegations. They're worried, oh, was this guy really a good teammate? Maybe he gambles against the team. Uh, Evander Kane had a lot of these red flags that were following him. We could never take a chance on a talented guy like Evander Kane. Signs a cheap, I think it was a one-year, a one-year, one million dollar contract with the Edmonton Oilers. Have you happened to see how his productions looked in the playoffs so far, Grump? He's been pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I, I'd say pretty darn good is is pretty much an understatement. You'll be funny to hear this, right? That the Edmonton Oilers have won so far seven playoff series games. In six of the seven games they've won in the playoff, or six, 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 or they've won seven playoff or playoff games so far in the two playoff series they've been in. Let me rephrase that. In six of the seven playoff games they've won, he has scored in six of those seven games. He has not scored in any of the games they've lost, though. And you look at it, right? He's had in out of those six times he scored, five of those six games have been multi-point games, grumpy old man. He's having a fantastic playoff series. He's got 15 points already to this mark. And again, the guy has recorded two hat-tricks so far in this year's playoffs. He's been, he's been off to a, a fiery start, Grump. Talk about getting bang for your buck contract-wise. Absolutely. Does anyone even goals, again, well real quick? 12 goals and three assists in the playoff games he's played so far this year. Yeah, I mean, he's been good. He's been good. He benefits playing for that team. Yes. Again, I don't he doesn't play with uh with uh dry and McDavid, right? Or does he? I don't buy you know, I couldn't tell you. I don't watch enough of the I don't watch him too I've been, close. You enough. know, I've been watching games, but I haven't been, you know. I've been enjoying him as a spectator of the sport. Yeah. So I'm not looking for things like that because the honors aren't playing. I'm just enjoying spectating the game. He's going to get paid this offseason. Yep. He will get paid. It's crazy how all these off-the-ice issues just seem to dissipate when you go ahead and string yourself together a few good wins. Or as a general manager or as a manager or as a head coach, you string yourself together a few wins. Or as a hockey player, you score yourself a few goals and, and net yourself a few assists. It's crazy how quick those issues just seem to fall by the wayside. Yeah. And that's what happens, right, in any any athletic endeavor, right? Uh, Deshaun Watson, who we've talked about numerous times on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast, right? As soon as he starts throwing touchdown passes, no one's going to say anything. Um, just a little harbinger of what's to come possibly tomorrow. Uh, some of the ladies who were uh, suing um, Deshaun Watson in the civil suits uh, came out on HBO Sports and said it was a slap in the face when he got that contract. So that's not going away anytime soon. Do you think the people in Cleveland care at all? They do not. Think, well, here's the thing. Maybe they care now, but just like with Evander Kane, once he's thrown for four, 40 touchdowns a year, thrown for 4,500 passing yards and bringing a team, you know, postseason success, 
it's really it's really they're gonna have a really short memory they're gonna forget about all that just I'm like gonna, you forget right you forget about oh the filing bankruptcy oh you forget about evander kane all the issues he's had you forget about oh maybe he's i think he was he had a domestic i think he had domestic assault also accused on this offseason yeah. i don't think there's so many things he's been accused of it's hard to keep a list of this i've always said he's going to have an espn 60 for 60 on him and the career he's had and i guarantee you the gambling on sports of this offseason and the issues that popped up i believe with the domestic abuse and now this major rebound and resurgence in the playoff series success he's had it will definitely be analog down in the history books for Evander Kane. Yeah, but I'm going to say one that the people in Cleveland could care less. All they know is they got the player. That's all fans really care about. They could say, yes, I don't want this guy because he's, yeah, okay, until he puts the uniform on and he starts scoring a couple of goals or you know, starts throwing a few touchdown passes, then everything is forgiven. It's always like that with every fan base, please. Every right, fan. wrong, or different, that's how it always happens. Right, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, Carolina. What Tony a mistake. Example. The racist remarks and the remarks that got him out of out of the you know out of good favor with the New York Rangers, right? He lays low, just like Deshaun Watson did, uh, just like Evander Kane did at the start, right? You lay low, you don't say anything, you don't go out of your way to make yourself a public nuisance, and you go ahead, you find yourself an opportunity, right? Tony D'Angelo gets himself a small deal. He goes ahead and gets a little give me a chance deal with the Carolina Hurricanes, and he lights the world on fire. People and forget. People yeah. forget that's the key is just keep your mouth shut for a while because there will be always a new Evander Kane or a Tony D'Angelo or Deshaun Watson. It's going to take all the pressure in, in, in the eyes off of you and it's going to put it on somebody else. But if you just let that stuff simmer down and if you're talented enough, you're going to get a shot. The, look at the guys Ron who don't was, get jobs. He was accused of raping a lady, wasn't he, back in the day? Who was? And Ben was accused of raping ladies. Like you see all these items. Just Patrick lay your Kane. Thing. Was that Patrick Kane? Oh, yeah. That's right. I forget Patrick Kane did that too and was accused of that. And you're Does like, anyone oh, even yeah, talk about that anymore? Forget about all these things. Yeah, no one talks about it anymore. Patrick Kane. That's right. I forgot. Patrick Kobe Bryant was accused too. Kobe Bryant. Does anyone yeah, talk so about that? Kobe Bryant was. He's a more famous one. But like Patrick Kane. We forget Patrick Kane. Ben Roethlisberger had it to him twice, I believe. Yeah, you just like I'm not laughing because it's not it's not a, you know rape's not a, a, the joking matter, but it's just crazy to think about how quick everybody forgets as soon as you produce on the field. That's all people care about. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all they care about. Um, but uh, you know, I don't want to get you know in a different area. Anyway, um, we are on to the ad read before we jump into the comments. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred one hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what, if they win or lose. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs. With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you could do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet just $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Um, again, minimum age and eligibility restrictions, are, eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in the description below for additional details. 
Good job, TJ. There it is. Nick D. He always, saying, he always needs that constant, you know. Good it gives job. me enough time to switch over from one page to the other and to load up what I'm ready to work on next. So, yes, that little tiny five-second good job you give me, allow me to get everything ready. He needs an Eddie Attaboy all the time. Ah. I love my Eddie Attaboys, Grump. I know you hand them out just like you hand them out to the Islanders. Eddie Attaboys all the time. Yep. Anyway, we're going to go through comments. We're going to try to do them quickly. Um, Grump, I know we're feeling under the weather, so thank you, Grumpy, for being, you know, fighting and braving through this here. Um, but, uh, yes. And Nick D said, TJ, the curve. How are you guys doing tonight? Don't forget, guys, smash that like button. That's right. Nick yep. D reminded me. I know we're only an hour and 10 minutes in. Make sure you smash the like button. And again, if you're new to this channel, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. Also, if you've been here, you listen to a while, right? You know you enjoy the content Grump and I create. Make sure you check out the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, Thursday, 9 p.m., so tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's in the link description below or as a featured page on YouTube. If you go to our YouTube channel, you scroll down to the bottom, it's going to say, check this link out, check out our other podcasts, and you can click on it and make sure you hit subscribe on that too. Not Andy Francis. That looks an awful lot like a, a younger Andy Francis said, I'm not a fan of this Howard Stern schedule you guys got. What does that mean, Grump? It, it's nice that he put a picture of his sister up, though. That's nice. No, that's Andy Francis, Grump. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Oh, that's cheap. That's cheap. Um, man, oh, man. Uh, Matthew S. saying, good evening. How are you? The Curve has made its appearance. What's up, guys? I feel like it's an eternity since the last podcast. It does it feel, feel like that. a long time, yes. Emmanuel R. said, good evening, gents. You've discussed plan A. You guys like Forsberg and Chikrin. What's your plan B? I think Chikrin, right, for defense is plan A. Uh, forward, is your plan A Chikrin, or is your plan A Forsberg, Rump, or Goudreau? I want Goudreau. Here's the thing. If it's not Forsberg and Chikrin, maybe uh, Dunn and uh, Goudreau. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> – Yeah. I, I mean, if 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 Goudreau was interested, I'd take him in a heartbeat. I'd be I'd be elated to have a guy like that on the team. Yeah, me too. I'd rather go I'm with saying, Goudreau. Hey guys, what's up? Goudreau and Chicken would be my plan A. Yeah, I was about to say, and then maybe Forsberg and Vince Dunn will be plan B. Yeah. Um, if you know, plan A may be really a reach, but you know, it's his Christmas Day scenario. In all honesty, maybe we're getting you know, uh, you know, a half birthday or a one month anniversary. Um, Scott L saying, Hey guys, what's up, Scott? How are you doing? Coach Tommy B saying, uh, is it Wednesday night already, guys? How are you gents doing? Doing well, Coach Tommy B. Hopefully you're doing well too. Jeremy F saying here, happy Wednesday evening, fellas. Hope you guys have a great show. Is Lane Lambert enough of a new voice to attract free agents? That's funny. It was something I was just wondering, Grump. What do you think about this? I think that he's more of a new voice. He's a better voice than Barry Trotz to attract offensive talent to the Islanders. That much I that much I wholeheartedly agree. I don't know how much of a recruiter he is. I'm going to say not much of a recruitment tool. But here's the thing. The coach doesn't need to be a recruiter, right? It's the players who need to be doing the recruiting. Matt Barzell should be stepping up and trying to be a recruiter at this point in time. It's his team now. I mean, I think there was a power play between him and Barry and Barry, who we knew was going to lose, lost. Here's the other thing I think we should do this offseason. Rip that C off Anders Lee's jersey. If Matt Barzal is a good locker room guy, and if he's a leader in the room, put the C on Matt Barzal. He may be an awful leader. 
I don't know, right? I don't know the dynamics of the room. I, Matt Barzal doesn't strike me as that. He strikes me as an emotional guy, a blood and guts type guy. Rip the C off Anders Lee's jersey and give it to Matt Barzal. His comments at the end of the year talking about other, like where he didn't think the players were giving enough. And I forget the exact game, um, but it, it, it care, he cares. He cares. I don't think a lot of the vets, I'm not saying they don't care, but I don't think it means as much to them as it means to him. I'm 100% the tail end of the season. I don't think they cared as much when, when the season was done and dusted. And I think it still mattered to Matt Barzell for pride. That's right. And I, you're right. I'd rip the C off of Anders Lee and give it to Matt Barzell. That's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Emmanuel R says, other than Char and Green, which players who played the most this season, um, this year will not be on the roster in the fall? I'm going to say Bailey and Bavillier will be gone. Yep. I, I think Bailey, and I'd have no problem with Anthony Bavillier is gone. I just don't like selling a guy at his lowest point. I just, for me, I, you're going to have to move guys to get more guys in, to get, you just have to. Who would I want to move? Well, we all know the guys I'd want to move. Bailey's one of the guys I want to move. Um, I'd love to move Anders Lee. I, I know a lot of people say it's impossible. If you're creative enough, you can get rid of him. Scott Gomez was able to get moved, okay, back in the day. That's all I'm saying. Um, but, I mean, I would have said normally if we were going full rebuild, Brock Nelson was a guy to move, but that's not the case now, so I'm not looking to move him. Quick through comments, Grumpy. Uh, Frank K says here, uh, the Canes are done. The offense has been anemic. Watch. Uh, watch where their shots came from. Majority are outside perimeter shots. No one crashes the net. No bodies in front of Shesterkin. Carolina could have easily been swept by now, but Rob Brindamore should be on the hot seat after this series if they lose. Oh, I disagree. Frank, I, I love you, but not I, having I, Anderson in that. They're a much better home team than a road team. That's the thing that surprised me. They haven't won any road games. They've won every home game, though. That's something that's got to be fixed, you know, going forward. You can't you can't expect to win in the playoffs if you can't win a freaking road game. Well, unless you win every single home game and you have home ice, then you can. Not not good, not a good idea to be going seven games in every series to be successful. Yeah. Um yeah. Scott L saying, "What are your thoughts on a Trouba hit on uh, on uh, on Ty Domi or Max Domi last night?" I was a high hit or no? He's a shorter guy, but I still think the hit was a little high. I'll go ahead and pop it up on oh, screen okay, for those of you guys who are not initiated or familiar with the hit. Uh-oh. Let me do this. Let me remove this banner. Real Looks quick. like the Islanders skating out there. There's no movement. Yeah. And there you go, Grumpy. Here we go. Let's – oh, God. Okay. Okay. Let me just put it on full screen. You know what? Full I think screen. you were better off before. There we go. Thanks, Grumpy. Boop. Oof. I mean, looks like he kind of jumped at him a little bit. He definitely did. Here's the thing: was Do was Domi hurt? I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't know he played. I mean, that game was pretty much a stinker. From I mean, they they went up two. They scored that first goal in the power play. Then they scored of what like you know three minutes of action later. I mean, like that pretty much that was they were done and dusted after that point. Yeah, Carolina had their chances. They had a couple of wide open nets they missed. Uh, Carolina is not done in that series. I think you're making a mistake just saying that they're out. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah, he, he, Ooh, he made contact with the head, too. Yeah. Now, see, that should be suspension right he was, there. He was sliding. It's he tough. Low, it's but he, tough. 
yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. Where was the contact? That's always the question, right? Where was the contact? It was he's with strong. the head. He's got he's the strong. elbow up. He got the elbow up, and he hit him in the head with it. Yeah. Okay, I'm no. Again, I know my comments earlier about who would you root for, Tampa or the Rangers, right? I, personally, myself, I don't like to think that possibly Tampa could be intruding in on the greatest dynasty, hockey dynasty, you know. Hey, here's the thing. I'm not looking at the 20s and considering those, even though they were dynasties, I'm not looking at those Montreal Canadian teams when there were six teams in the league and considering those as dynasties, right? But I'm like, in present day, I, I don't like the fact that Tampa could intrude on our territory. You realize, like that, you, know? you, you realize just before the Islanders won four in a row, Montreal won four in a row, too. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay. It doesn't work for my narrative, Grump. Okay, I will say this. Domi sliding. I mean, like, what do you want Domi to do in this Uh, situation? Okay, he led with the elbow, though, and the point of contact was the head. I'm just saying, those are how suspensions happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm not... uh... It's one of those, right, if if Max, I keep calling him Ty Domi, if Max Domi goes down and he's significantly hurt, it's a little different. I I think he bounced back up. I don't think he'll get a suspension. Maybe yeah, he's already got the suspension. I'm not sure. He, absolutely, he's absolutely he should he should get a suspension for that. And today, he definitely did leave the ice. In today's NHL, that's a suspension. That's a he suspension. did make contact with the head first. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a suspension. Should be. Mm. Go Carolina. <laughs> I, hey, here's the thing. I'm rooting for Carolina over the Rangers. There's no doubt in my mind, and I'm not so pessimistic. I'm not as pessimistic thinking, hey, the Rangers have this one in the bag. I will tell you one thing. Remember we talked about this last last time we were on the podcast? I think the Rangers and Shesterkin have the a goalie that has the ability to steal a game or steal a series. Right? Shesterkin's been good against the Hurricanes. They for certain have. I know everybody's saying, hey, we're blaming a lot of the Hurricanes. You know, hey, they, their, their offense is dried up. Shesterkin's also a really damn good goalie. He is good. Worth saying that too. He's not Vasilevsky, though. That much I can. Vasilevsky's, he's another world apart from any other goalie who's left in the playoffs. Matthew, I said, yeah, you don't sound so good, Grump. Yeah, you sound sick, Grumpy. Little under the weather. Little under the weather. Um, uh, Drew L says, Grump, you sound like you've been smoking for about forty-five years. Get better soon. And I probably should be uh, working at a Waffle House or something. Uh, D cut says here, rehire trots, fire Lou. Uh, Coach Navi said, Grumpy old man, you sound like a stormtrooper. Oh, I don't, yeah, okay, I'll go with Lou, that. Uh, Jeremy F, yeah, they got the muffled voice. He says, um, if there's a team left in the playoffs that can beat the lightning, Grump, uh, your cold has brought it out, uh, of your has brought a bit of your southern draw out. Hope you get well heard, Is I've there never, a team that could beat the, the the lightning in the playoffs? Um, first of all, I've never heard anyone say I have a southern draw ever. Thank you, you did have me. a little bit of that earlier. I wanted to mention okay. it sounded like you had that. Okay. Um, I think Colorado is the only team that has a, sh- a shot to beat Tampa. Okay. Frank K saying here if the Rangers beat Tampa and get to the finals, then Lou shouldn't have been allowed to sell hot dogs. Well, then it just proves my point that they should have blown it up as soon as they started here, like the Rangers did. Tybee said the fact is that Truba hits the way that many players, uh, or hits or hits way too many players in the head for it to be believed to be accidental. Um, Isles 44 says here, uh, TJ, I know Grump doesn't like him, but what do you think of Anders Lee? The contract is bad, of course, but what do you think of him as a player? I think he's a server on a really good team. He's a guy that maybe plays top, second line, probably third line minutes. 
He's a guy on the power play who parks his ass in front of the net. He redirects redirects passes or shots that's off angle and puts him in the net. I think he's you know very limited in the scope of his comp- of a complete player. I think you know defensively, you know he leaves some to be desired as a forward. You know, I think also when you look at what he does in regard to speed and offensive acumen and creativity doesn't have much of that. I think what he does extremely well, he fights for the puck. He fights in front of the net. You need you need players like that to be successful in the postseason. You do. And here's the thing. If Anders Lee was on a contract for three or even, let's say, $4 million a year, we would love Anders Lee. We would sing his praises because what he does, he would be an unsung hero, an underpaid, you know, underpaid heart, blood, and guts member of the team. The reason I think he gets a lot of crap is because he makes way too much on way too long of a term. Okay. He just wanted to know what you thought, not me. Everybody knows what I think about him. Decut says, congratulations to Franz Nielsen on a very good career. I hope to see him at the alumni weekend next season. Yeah. Did you see he retired from hockey, Grumpy? Yeah, I did. Good for him. No, no not good that he's retired, but he had a really – yeah, you know what? He had a very successful career. Drew L says, I stated that Tampa beating Florida was a lock, but I think Florida would have pl- – I didn't think Florida would have played that, that poorly. It's – I think Florida didn't play terribly. Vasilevsky can demoralize a team, and I think he did that against yep. them. Uh, Alexander saying, hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Matt Martin uh, needs to hit him again. Jacob Truba. Oh, gosh. Um, and an unbelievable career for Franz Nielsen. I was about to say, that's a guy who could you can count on about 60% of the time that he would put his his penalty shot in or his shootout shot in every single time. He was he was a, a he was a, a steady Eddie. Yes, without a doubt. Really uh, solid third line guy, third line center. The quintessential third line center in my book. Drew L says also, I want the Islanders to avoid. Kevin Fiala. I'm only saying this because his stats are inflated for doing the play with Kaprizov. That very well could have something to do with it. Um, Decut says, fire TJ, hire Decut. Ooh, wow. That's a bold statement. That's a hot take. Say, I feel like Decut says that quite often. Oh, this is news. Tybee said the Islanders signed Ruslan Ishikov to a two-year entry-level contract. Big deal. Well, here's the thing. I was always curious as for Ruslan Ishikov, because remember, he was a guy that I thought, okay, he's he's penciled in to come, you know, to the US. He originally left Russia to come play college hockey. I think it was at UConn, and he got lit up. I remember that was a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago. He got hit crossing the center of the ice and got concussed. I was like, oof, I hate to see that. But I know he played at UConn for two years, and then when COVID hit, he left. And he went to go play back in Europe, and he's been playing in Europe since. So I was interested to see whether he was going to sign a contract, what was going to happen with him. But the ex-second-round pick, Ruslan Ishikov, signs with the New York Islanders efficiently. Yeah. Here. I mean, great. I mean, does it move the needle? Probably not. Very, very small guy. But, uh, you know, he's a skilled player at that. Shea says, Kevin Fiala would most likely play with Barzal, and I think that Barzal can really play well. I think him and Barzal could really play well together. Maybe, but I just don't think he's worth the price. You'd have to give up a whole bunch of assets and then a whole bunch of money. Um, Not Andy Francis says, TJ drives in silence that he can hear if the person in his trunk is still alive. Ouch. Saying I'm a serial killer. Alexander saying here, uh, guys, did, yeah, I did see that. Sorry. Uh, Scott L saying it's Dumba, not Dumba. Sorry. 
Um, and then uh, Decut. You know, I never pronounce names right, Scott. So the fact that I mispronounce Dumba is not a shock to anyone. Dumba, yeah, Matthew Dumba, uh, Matt Dumba. Um, um, Decut says TJ listens to replays of Phil's fax appearance on the show in the car. Let me just tell you something. I can tell you what Decut. That is not true because you would have heard that TJ got into an accident, like he has narcolepsy or something like that. Listen to Phil. <laughs> oh man, oh, man. Uh, Kevin Fiala is still young, entering the prime of his career for certain. He is. Um, Tommy B said Yamiyar got in a car accident when he looked up at the gas prices at the pump. Oh, oh I thought he was going to say because he listened to Phil's facts on the podcast. That also could have had something to do with it. Joel said Fiala's got good upside, you know, long bars all, but he's really a 60 to 70 point score. He had 50, you know, 85 points because he played with Kaprizov, who put up like 107 points. Plus, Fiala probably wants 8 million plus. No thanks. I was about to say, Kevin Fiala, I think, is good. But if he's wanting, let's say, $8 million a year, $9 million a year, do you really think Kevin Fiala, based off of what he showed us so far, is a guy that you could say, mm, that's something I could I could forfeit? I think he's a really good player, but that much, I'm not sure for that no. much money. No. Not right, for Johnny me. Goudreau, I could justify yeah. giving away the farm for Johnny Goudreau. I know we were, right, he's a little older, older than Kevin Fiala, that not is. Not much, though. Yeah, Johnny Goudreau's got a style of hockey, just like Fiala, that lasts a long time. Johnny Goudreau is a sneaky guy. He's very slippery. He doesn't take a lot of contact and punishment. He's got a, he's got a type of playing style that will last him a long time. Yes, without a doubt. Um, much rather uh, spend less on Burakovsky. <clears throat> Andre Burakovsky, grumpy. He had a very bad relationship with Barry Trotz in the past. Do you think Andre Burakovsky could be a guy... That could be caught on the cheap. Okay. If you want two forwards, I would have no problem with Burkowski being the second one. He's, he can't be your number one. He cannot be your – that's the offense. I just don't think he's that's he's the answer that way. Now, if you bring him in and he's a uh, somebody you put on the second line, for instance, depending on who gets moved out, of course, yep. then I'm 100% fine with that. And maybe he could even play on the first line, but you'd have to have – a good draw on the other but side. My plan is that Burakovsky be the number. You know, he'll, he's a number two. He's a number two winger, not the guy that this is the only offense we bring yes. in the offseason. If we bring him in as a as a secondary piece, I'm all for it. Um, Kevin would only be a 40 point player. The system is for grinders only. Talk about the Islanders, says Brian J. I love that picture right there. I don't know what it's about, but that 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 that, that, that uh, what is he a ballet dancer? Needs Let a me shave. tell you why my political view. My political views are saner than yours. Oh God, it doesn't look like a very. It's it's a very. It's not a very attractive looking individual. I'll put it like that for those of you who are listening at home. Lady um, needs a shave, chest and face. Um, also, Tarasenko could be on the block as well. Apparently, we had a deal in place with him. You know, couldn't work the numbers out. I'm not sure if it was that in depth. I don't think we got that close. But Tommy B always said that we were we had you know we had, we had our, something about with Samuel Bolduc and a fir- I don't I don't remember exactly what the deal was. We were interested in him in this uh, this off season, but essentially didn't pull the trigger because of the the physical. I mean, he's come back and he's looked fantastic. There's no way if they can keep Tarasenko, there's no way they're moving him. I just wish that Trotz and Lemorello had not said it's Stanley Cup or bust because. When you make no moves, you're not busted. All you come up is busted at the table, which is what we come up with this year. Rob G says, hello, fellas. I hope nobody has lost hope that our New York for, in our, on our New York calendars for this upcoming season. Also, 
what do you guys think about a player like a Vander Kane coming to the Islanders? Well, this is this was entered before we started talking about him. Here's we are adverse to adding anybody who may be off the cuff character wise to this locker room, straight up. I mean, we were allergic to giving, uh, you know, Josh. And here's the thing Josh Hosang, probably not good enough to play in the league. We were adverse to giving him a shot. We're adverse to giving anybody who kind of pales away from, you know, what the what the status quo is for this team in the locker room any sort of chance. I think there was be never a chance we'd give a guy like Evander Kane an opportunity. A guy in the playoffs, right, who's got 12 goals and three assists. I don't see him coming to the Islanders. I, and I think that's Lamarillo and ownership. I, I just I don't think they look at anybody with character issues. I agree with DJ. John. John A said, "How about Nazem Kadri? He's feisty, gets dirty when he needs to be a Claude or a Claude. I think uh, it was Claude a, Lemieux, a Claude Lemieux, uh, Claude. Claude, um, right up Lou's alley. He is going to get paid out the ass this all season, and I do not want to be the team that overpays him for too much term because knowing Lou, he would give him something like, how can I give you six or seven years on a contract, and how can I overpay the hell out of you? Because that's something Lou Lamarilla would do. So please stay away from Kadri. He's a loose cannon as well. It's like I remember the jokes last year when he got suspended again in the opening round of the playoffs. It's like, you know, like how the Olympic torch ceremony starts officially when they go ahead and light the Olympic torch. They carry it all across the country, and they finally light it. The Olympic Games are underway. The Before this year, the NHL playoffs were not underway until Nazem Kadri got suspended for at least one game due to a dirty hit in the playoffs. Well, he knocked Binghamton out, and that was the end of, that was the end of St. Louis. Mm, it was yeah. the end. He got away with it, and then, you know, there's been some say, issues. The guy's never, the guy has never in his career averaged more than a point a game, and this year, right, has a career year before a contract year. He's 31 years old. He'll be 32 at the start of next year, and he had 87 points, and again, 87 points. God almighty, these stupid freaking ads. 87 points in 71 games. He benefited from playing Colorado where – you know, you had the first line. Everyone donate, uh, you know, they're going to deploy their best defensive forwards and defensemen against the McKinnon line, and he benefited from that. No, nothing wrong with that. He put up big numbers in a career year, but he's not a guy I'm going after. Um, Cutshite's Revenge said the Oilers' first priority when the playoffs are over is to sign Evander Kane. He's not leaving Edmonton. I don't think he'll want to leave Edmonton either. I think with the success he's found, if he feels comfortable in the room, and maybe he's a guy that wears out his welcome quick. Maybe he's a guy who only fits in a room for two or three years. He Players on every team he's been with don't like him. They do not speak positively of him that, after a long term. To me, one team, maybe two, but everywhere you've been, that's a him problem, not a them problem. Well, that's but here's the thing. Maybe he's grown up a little bit. Maybe he's matured a little bit. Who knows? I'd like to, I always try to take that optimistic approach too. There is a possibility that this most recent item that he, you know, most recent controversy he had experienced helped age him and, and made him more of a mature man. There also is the possibility that every single place he's gone to, right? You're able to remember in San Jose, this is a similar thing to happen. Remember, San Jose made that cup run and he put up a lot of points after the issue he had and wherever the hell it was before he went to San Winnipeg. Jose. Winnipeg right before he went to else I mean before he was he was Atlanta and then it got moved to Winnipeg then he had the issues there and he left 
He goes with San Jose. Buffalo. Up, he went to Buffalo, I think, and then San Jose. Okay, yeah. As I say, or whatever. He's, he's bounced around. He's bounced around a lot in his career. And he had the great playoff push, and he had the great end of the regular season, right? He's doing a similar item here in Edmonton. And you could fake who you are. I'll always say this. You could fake who you are as a person for a short period of time. That's possible. Over three, four, five years, you, you don't put on an act to be, oh, I'm all nice buddy-buddy when in reality you're not. So maybe I hope he's learned. I hope he's progressed as a person and as a man, as we all strive to do. Maybe he hasn't. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Um, Vasilevsky isn't a dime a dozen grump goaltenders uh, can be the difference between winning the cup and uh, and guys we've got that guy aka Sorokin uh, uh, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying Buddha. what I'm saying is Cam Talbot is a dime a dozen guy Mark Flurry at 38 years old you can sign him back on a cheap deal or just get somebody else Absolutely, David E. Ship out Josh Bailey. Rob yeah. G says here, we've got Sorokin. He's one of the top three goalies uh, in the league, and uh, you can't tell me any different. No, that I agree. I agree. Out. I agree. Garen literally said he's not moving uh, Dumba um, for a guy who's only had a few good months. He literally said that publicly. I know we read the comments. Um, uh, maybe that was earlier. Sorry, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate you filming me on everything. Uh, Rob G said, I meant Sorokin's lights out most of the time. He's really good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Grumpy, you know, I'm a goalie. So come on. Goalies matter. Great to see you guys. I didn't though. say goalies don't matter. <laughs> what I'm saying yeah, Grumpy is. Grumpy said he hates goalies. No, no. A goalie's the most important. He's the most important player in hockey as a goaltender. Can win your series. But. Shit. If you have a Cam Talbot or a Mike Smith or a, uh, you know, just or an Ante Ranta or, you know, just name all the guys who've been knocked out of the playoffs already. They're just guys. There's so few elite ones. We have one of the elite ones, though. I'll let you take this question. I'll be right back. Okay. This might be random, but what would you guys think about trading for Clayton Keller if Arizona would trade him? And obviously the asking price. Well, you know what? I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little bit of research here on the fly. Let's see how many years he has left in his contract uh, uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sorry, the Arizona Coyotes. My bad. Okay, he's under contract for another, geez, uh, one, two, three, gosh, at least four or five years at $7.15 million a year. Um, I don't see why they would move him honestly. Uh, he's certainly a good enough player, but what would you have to give up to get somebody like that? I mean, they have trouble getting to the salary cap floor. You have a guy who's a good citizen there, played there well for a number of years. I don't think they're moving him, to be honest with you. Uh, and the cost would be way too prohibitive uh, considering what he would give you and how much he's getting paid. That's a lot of money. Now, you know, Chikrin's on a very manageable deal at $4.5 million for the next three years. Um, but I think you can get somebody better than Clayton Keller. So that's the way I feel about that. Um, I just did want to mention one other thing, uh, you know, about Fiala. There are other teams that are, you know, in the running for him besides just, you know, maybe Los Angeles or Ottawa, maybe even the Devils. Teams that have younger players who can move some forwards and bring in a guy like that. But does Clayton Keller put us over the edge? No, I don't think so. I don't he, think so either. He's got a lot of years left on his contract as well. He's young, right? He's only twenty. He's twenty. He'll be twenty-four next year. 
He's young, but I'm not sure he puts us over the edge. Orzal needs somebody like a like a governor uh, that can uh, that can make that line productive when you need a top liner or a gunner. I'm sorry, you meant to say. True. Um, and uh, Matthew, I said, um, uh, I don't do that deal. Only one good year was this past year. Talking about a first impossible Oliver Wallstrom for Kevin Fiala. No way, I'm moving Wallstrom. No way. Or first round picks. So that's John a non-starter for me. John A says Fiala did most of his damage on the second line. He barely played with Kaprizov. Fiala is, is is sneaky good. Okay, so you want to pay a guy who's sneaky good as a second line player, which is, I mean, for what uh, first round pick, and and that's since two first round picks because Wallstrom was not a first round pick just very long ago. Who's a sniper and take on that salary? I just don't see it. Um. Harvey said, I also thought the Islanders were lacking so much on offensive side of the puck. Um, though this year, the defense and thought things this year, the defense was solid. Um, I think we could have used improvement there. We had two guys who couldn't skate playing defense that hurt us. Yep. And I think it'll be as long as we make the right moves, I think we're in good shape there to, to fix those items. Um, and then uh, Cut Sight Revenge uh, says, Ken Holland. Looking like a genius for taking a chance and signing Evander Kane. For certain, he is. He was not afraid of the media backlash, and it's panned out for Edmonton. Matthew, I said, F Tom Wilson. This couldn't have happened to a, a worse person <laughs> yeah. or a better person. Uh, um, here's the thing if Tom Wilson played for the Islanders, everyone would love him. Me included. Me included. Remember, people didn't like. Do you remember when Cal Clutterbuck was getting a lot of the hate when he when he kind of hit Brock Besser odd into the boards, and it, it knocked Brock Besser out for the remainder of the season when he was going for I think it was the um, with the Calder Trophy a long time ago. Those players are all the same. When they're feisty players, they're guys you love to play have on your team but hate to play against. That's what uh, Marshawn's another one. If Marshawn played for us, everyone would love Brad, Brad Marshawn. Because he plays for your team, and he's if he was licking people or not, yeah, we'd find happens. a way to defend him. Oh man, I heard Leo Komarov said, "I bet you won't lick me," and he just licked him. I don't know. Maybe Leo Komarov shouldn't be enticing. We find every which way to try to explain that because we're fans of the team. What a film said. Do you think that Lou is now? Uh, that Lou has uh, that now is the time as opposed to rebuild because of his age. Um, I. Feel that's what he thinks. I don't think that's the right course he should be taking, but he's going to ride it out with this group again for another year. Tom B also saying Nick Backstrom does have the back issues, and Shea saying thought Nick Backstrom was retiring possibly because of the back slash neck issues. Yeah, again, that's that's a tough loss for them. That's a big loss for them if he determines not. To, I, I don't think he's made anything official. Maybe he has, but I think it's tough. That's tough. Um, Rob G also saying I think Goudreau. Um, would be a good fill-in with Matt Barzal. Uh, Goudreau uh, would be well worth going after Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, he's the one big-name free agent that I would go after because he's been good for a long time. Uh, John A. said he didn't play with Kirill Kaprizov. He he had 43 minutes played with him on the power play. That's about it. You guys are underselling him. I, I, I It's just it's a lot to give up. 
for a guy, a first-round pick in Oliver Wallstrom. Here's the thing. Oliver Wallstrom could have very easily been hindered by Barry Trotz's system. Very easily. I've seen it hinder other players before in the past. I've seen it hinder guys like Burakovsky. I've seen it hinder guys like Jacob Verana. I've seen it hinder guys over and over and over again. And the thing I wonder, will Oliver Wallstrom continue to blossom and develop as a young forward like we all expected him as? Or is he just, you know, a guy who flops out? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, it's too early for me to give up on a guy like Wallstrom who still very well could turn out to be exactly what we all had expected and a 13th overall pick for a guy like Kevin Fiala who the first time him averaging a point a game is at 25 years old. It's a little much. For, it's, it's too, too rich for my blood. Yeah, same thing here. I'm just- I, I, here's the thing. I'd love to, Kevin Fiala, love to have him on the team. Well, let's yeah. look at it, right? He's a guy who played second line for the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota Wild were a good team. So on a good team, he's a second line guy. I just don't think he's getting moved. I don't think he's getting moved. Mm. I, what I, about I, Nick Letty still in the battle for the cup playing against Devon Taves? Well, well tonight. he won't be after tonight. He'll be going home tonight or tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. I um, still don't I, think Colorado's defense is that good. I doubt the Islanders trade for Fiala, to be honest with you. I was about to say, if they're able to trade a guy like Matt Zuccarello, I think that's it. They'll move somebody else to sign him because you don't let 25-year-olds go. You just don't let them go. Mm. Particularly ones who put up a point a game. You don't let those guys off your team. Yep. Drew said, Fiala always seemed to get hot right at the end of the regular season. He did put up, what, like 17 points in the last 10 games in 2021 as well. Um, helped me win a fantasy hockey season. Maybe he did put up a lot of points towards the tail end. Uh, Joseph C. saying, excited my Rangers came back and tied the series. Got to find a way to win in Carolina, though. I hope a long playoff I hope a long, a long layoff hurts Tampa, but it probably won't. I was about to say, the long playoff, the, the, the long playoff uh, hiatus for Tampa right now, I think only helps them. I don't think either one of these two teams that are playing in the other half of the bracket is ready a mentally equipped enough to battle Tampa right now. Can we talk a little bit about how, you know, the Islanders, right? They went to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. That takes a lot out of a team. You can't ever expect a team to continue to produce at the same level. That was the reason we had a drop-off this year was because we went to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals and had to play all of those extra games, Grumpy. So my question is, how is Tampa able to make win two Stanley Cups? They played at least four plus extra games each of the last two years. And now they're still cruising right along. It looks like they haven't skipped a beat. It's almost like, you know, if if you do a good job replacing, you know, some of the, some of the players on your team, get fresh new blood and you're able to stay afloat. Cause they're a way better team than we are. That too. That too. That's the reason it never bothered me to lose to Tampa. It would have bothered me if we lost to, you know, if we were like the number one seed and lost to, the eighth seed that would bother me, but you were getting beat by the best team in the league. George, yep, George P here saying, uh, didn't Phil's facts defend Josh Bailey? No, he's never liked Josh Bailey, I don't think. Um, uh, but uh, Tommy B says here, yeah, the Bingham play killed the Blues. Him going out really did hurt him, it absolutely did. did. That was it. And now he's how has Huso looked? Not too good. Okay. John A said, yeah, Huso played way out of his way out, way out of his plate is way out of a good contract after playing really well in the regular season. Yeah. Played his way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always uh, say the best, you know, like uh, the most popular player in the town is the backup quarterback or the backup goalie. Yep. 
Uh, Joseph C. said, TJ Grumpy Old Man, don't mind. Uh, I talk Rangers. Uh, it's playoff hockey, but I get it. I hope the Islanders get better this offseason. Oh, man, we talk all teams. I tell you, we talk all, you know all teams, Joseph. You know who's looked really good? Lafreniere has looked really good. Yep. That Matter of fact, that kid line has looked really good in the playoffs. I will be interested to see. I'll be very interested to see how they continue to impress. They're a team that, oof, as an Islander fan, I hate it that they're going to be so good going forward, too. They, Unbelievable. They need to get better in the defensive end. And Chesterkin is not going to play this well next year. He's not. I don't think so, right? He won't play this well. No. You'd be nuts to say he is. But I think you can improve the defense around him. You have so many young offensive pieces and only so many minutes to give away. Get yourself a stud on the back end. Maybe two of them. And you're in a spot to where, holy crap, we're a contender. We are, we're a team that's contending with, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning year in and year out. Is this a year that you try to trade a, well, I mean, maybe Kreider? Oh, I, I, I try to trade him in a heartbeat. He's not right. going to produce 50 goals. He had 50-something goals this last year. There's no way he's going to match that the year after. No way. Okay. But I'm saying, you see what I mean? And then you can really reload on the back. The same. So that's just, so you're cool with that. But Brock Nelson's never going to do what he's done this year, but you it's, don't want to move him. It's different. It's not different. Rangers don't have a short window. You're, you're right. Rangers, hold on. The Rangers' window is different than ours. The Rangers' window is just opening up. Our window is freaking this. It's closing. Okay. You're right. It's not the same. Kreider's a way better player than Brock Nelson. Way better. Were you, were you really just waiting to say that, not to listen to my comment? God almighty, yes, you do that I shit was. all the time. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. Max, not a fan of the Rangers. <laughs> not a fan of the Rangers. Yeah, uh, I can't even believe you even said that. I know you just say things just to throw them out there to try to get a little back and forth. I understand that, but it, it, no one is going to pick the Rangers. Say, I know it doesn't bother you. It bothers. I don't want Tampa to intrude on this. This you know, For the longest okay. time, nobody could even compare. Go ahead, Grump. It's the Rangers. No one is picking the Rangers. No one who listens to us except for Joe, is going to pick the Rangers. <laughs> and, you know, that's his team, which is cool. So no problem there. But any Islander fan is not picking the Rangers. Uh, we're not going to be – he's not just not picking them. They're certainly not going to be rooting for the Rangers against Tampa. It's not going to happen. I saw this video game-like stat before the Colorado game last night. Vasilevsky and his last 200 shots faced is like has a 9.97% goals against or 9.97% save percentage and a 0.14% goals or 0.14 goals against average in six shutouts. That is in I think game clinching games. He's incredible. Here's the thing: you realize Florida only scored three goals the whole series. Who does that sound like? Yeah. Sounds we like had seven goals. Seven goals in seven games. No, we had more yeah. than seven. We had 11 goals. I'm sorry. We were outscored 21 to 11, I think, or something crazy like that. 11 goals in seven games. Here's the thing. Like I said, we were never beating Tampa last. I don't care. If like thing, one and a half goals a game. You're not going to beat Tampa averaging one and a half goals a game. No. you got to score to beat them. I was about to say, it's nuts. Um, and Jeremy Ford saying here, does Colorado, Carolina, Edmonton, and Tampa – Help Lou with realizing that he needs speed and skill. You would think, but I don't think so. Mm -mm. Or you would hope, but who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if Coach Quinville is still in Florida, what would have happened? Uh, 
I think they probably still would have lost to Tampa, but it would have been a hell of a lot closer. You think six games? I tell you one thing that that series against Washington never would have won six games too. No, they would have swept. probably been four or five games, either a sweep or maybe they maybe Washington wins one game at home. They win in five, and they probably lose to Tampa. I don't think it results in anything different. I don't think they go to a cup. But I wonder if they petition the league to get Quenville back, Florida. I I roll a dice on that. Shea says, also, um, have a look at the goalies. Varlamov is much better than Brabovsky and uh, much better. Uh, we got much better defense. The 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 cat star cowards were really quiet and scored nothing. I think it just it's Vasilevsky. He was fin- and here's the thing: they know how to play the team game in Tampa. They do. They used to be the Floridas. They used to be the Colorados. They used to be the Carolinas. They used to be the Rangers. Yeah, we're gonna, we get we still got a lot of comments going up. We're gonna go quick because I know you've got an obligation. You gotta get to bed. We're gonna go quick, man. I'm, Joseph C saying here, Markstrom has been awful, which is surprising. Evander Kane has been out of his mind though. Uh, too bad nobody will pay him because you know the off the ice stuff. I think Edmonton will pay him. It's still gonna probably get him on a discount, but I think he will get an opportunity to continue to play with Edmonton. Markstrom remembered that he's Jacob Markstrom when the playoffs started. Joseph G saying, if you ask me, I think Shesterkin and Sorokin are equal. They're about neck and neck. I think Shesterkin's a little bit better of a goalie, but I think Sorokin, I think Sorokin's got the ability to be, the, I think they're both really close though. I don't, I don't disagree with that, Rob. I think Sorokin's better than Shesterkin. I'll take really? our guy over his guy. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Also, Tampa shut down Florida's offensive weapons like uh, uh, Barkov, Giroux, etc. Giroux's a free agent, too. Zero toughness, says Brett W. Yeah. I tell you what, though. They were taking some runs at Tampa. Tampa, man, Tampa's double tough. I have respect for Tampa. I really do. Peter Sarich. Grumpy, do you know who Peter Sarich is? Somebody who's just a YouTube viewer. He says this all the time. He said this on the last. I Trust me, Peter. I got this message on the last one. He said, I love Grumpy. I'm not a fan of the other guy at all. I love how he knows Grumpy, <laughs> but like the TJ that's there is not. He couldn't get that right. But he's like, I love Grumpy. And he and afterwards, he put a whole bunch of extra points. I hate the other guy. He's very annoying. A million exclamation points. We got it, Peter. No worries. No skin off my teeth doesn't bother me at all. Skin off your nose. It's not skin off your teeth. Your teeth does not have skin on them. Your your teeth aren't skinny. You don't have skin. You on don't your have teeth. skin on your teeth. It's called enamel. Jarrell said Vasilevsky will retire as a top ten goalie of all time in his career. It's, uh, certainly could be. Uh, he's an all timer for certain. He's one. Of, he's a first ballot, no doubt. Yeah, he's um, I remember when it was a big furor in Tampa. They let go of Ben Bishop to play this guy, and he was just a rookie or second year in the league, hadn't played a whole lot of games, and they let Bishop walk. They knew what they were doing. Tampa knows what they're doing. Yep, good ownership. Shea said the Battle of Alberta is fun and all, but I kind of want to see the Battle of New York uh, uh, Igor against Ilya in the playoffs. That would be an insane battle. It's Igor. It's Igor. Igor, Grumpy, right? Frodrick and Igor. Uh, Ronta has been really good for Carolina. First Matt game was yesterday. I don't know if he's a guy who can win you a cup, though. No, he's a backup. He's a backup. Yep. The answer is no. That's right, Grumpy Johnny Goudreau. 
and the Panthers are two offensive-minded defense have have four offensive-minded defensemen with Uyghur, um being a turnover machine. Definitely need to get uh, Gudas back there. Yeah, they, they need more defensive type defensemen back there. Scott Mayfield would you look at these teams, these running gun teams that wind up getting knocked out of the playoffs when they play at Tampa or somebody like that. Scott Mayfield is like it's like the magical elixir for them. Yeah, Brett W says here, yeah, they went to the finals in 1996 and they won run round this year. That's however many playoffs series they have won in their history. Yep, four in their entire history. Yeah. Yep. Florida couldn't put, score on their power play and you need to be able to score on a power play to win in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, Florida also lost because zero defense interim head coach didn't know how to make adjustments um, and also should have played their defensive style, but instead they played right into Tampa's hands. True. Tampa's just damn good. You can't believe Florida got swept. Um, uh, Eve Ligon says, New York Islanders pick Connor uh, Gecki or Yuri Klutchy. It's clutch. Clutch. I don't know. I got, <laughs> Eve, I, I can barely pronounce your name, Eve. It took me like 15 shows in order to learn how to do that. And still, I think he just put these names. Uh, actually, Eve, what you should have done is just put up the worst, the, every name possible up there, unless TJ just butcher the hell out of all of them. Hey, what do you think about Because I haven't done enough research yet on the prospects. You go okay. ahead and throw some random name okay. out there. I'm like, ah, I can't okay. tell you. I haven't started looking and doing my research yet. It's Connor Geeky. And Yuri Kulich. I don't know how'd you get Klitschy out of that. I don't know. Maybe you should actually look at the freaking letters. <laughs> look at the letters and the order that they're in. You don't know. Oh, let's just throw them together at haphazard and just spit out something. Kulich. Aho has been quiet so far. It's like Florida. They need him to score on a power play. Yeah, Sebastian Aho. Joseph C. saying that's why Toronto shouldn't blow it up. They took a great team seven games. Absolutely. Um, Brett W. said they also have $4 million in cap space. Barkov's new $10 million contract kicks in next year. I believe Huberto's contract may also be up. Yeah, I. they'll make it work. They'll make Always it work. rude against the Rangers. Not a discussion. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I don't like them intruding on our territory. They're not intruding. You know what? They would have to win... Two more cups this year, next year, and get to the finals and a third. That's not happening. Here's the thing. I think they could be a better dynasty than us if they win this year. I seriously do. Okay, and I don't like to see there being an argument made. They're not going to win 19 straight playoff series. If they won only halfway there. Here's the thing. If they won 15 or 16 straight playoff series, it's more impressive than what we okay. did. If they won four straight Stanley Cups, yeah, it's more impressive than what we did. They haven't even won the third one. They could lose in the next round, and then it's not even a discussion, right? You think they're losing to the Rangers or the Carolina no, Hurricanes? Okay, no. well, thank you very but much. They might, they might lose to Colorado. The plane might blow up upon travel. We could say those things, too. Maybe the entire team catches COVID, and they've got to call up the Syracuse Crunch to play for them, the AHL affiliate. I don't think so. Um, Shay said they really need to screen uh, Shesterkin and block his view. Otherwise, it will be hard to score against them because Shesterkin, um, he most likely stops what he sees. He led in a goal yesterday that he never Anderson did. will most likely play in game six. Carolina gave up a young goalie in Nadelkovich to get a fragile injury prone Anderson. Dumb move. Yeah, Nadelkovich. I don't know. Yeah. Um, don't know. No shot. I'm ever rooting for the Rangers. God, no. I'm absolutely, I will absolutely root for Tampa over the Rangers. There's no scenario where, oh, I'll absolutely root for Tampa over the Rangers. There's no again, scenario. Again, 
This is like, I mean, here's the thing. If you're doing a national podcast, you could get that and then have Islander fans come in and bury you. You're on the Islanders podcast. You think anyone's <laughs> going to root for the Rangers? Why would an Islander fan ever pick the Rangers? I yes. just don't like them intruding in on our freaking territory, guys. Okay, what's worse? The Rangers winning a Stanley Cup or Tampa Bay potentially winning another Stanley Tampa Cup? Tampa Bay winning their third Stanley Cup on a row? It's the Rangers winning a Stanley Cup. That's worst case scenario for the Islanders. They blew up their team, sent the letter out to the, to the season ticket holders. You know, hey, we're going into full rebuild. And in three years, they win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> Drill said, I actually uh, rooted for the uh, Tampa against Toronto. Uh, if Tampa plays the Rangers, I'm back to rooting for, uh, uh, or if Tampa plays the Rangers, I'm back to rooting for Tampa. As much as I hate Tampa, I respect the hell out of them. Same thing here. I respect greatness. And I was rooting for them over Toronto for certain. Um, I was rooting. I, I just knew they'd beat Florida, and I have no doubt they're going to the finals now. I hope there's one other Islander fan who sees it the same way I am because I'm getting I'm getting flambéed in, in the end. No Islander fan who's going to say they're rooting for the Rangers. I, I, I said, seriously, TJ, I'm rooting for Tampa. Really showing that you don't live in New York. No Islander fan wants to live amongst obnoxious Ranger fans who yeah. win it all. Yeah, they should. Someone should just type in a comment, dumbass. Just something <laughs> like that. <laughs> now we're going to get a whole bunch of comments just say dumbass. Oh, man, man. Ty B said, expect Mark Audrey Fleury to sign back with the Penguins this season. Mm, well, we'll see. Um, dude, cap or due to cap issues, the Rangers will be forced to trade Georgiev, and my gut feeling is that he goes to Edmonton. I was about to say, Georgiev was a, not a great backup for them anyway. He didn't produce. He's a backup. Any. He's a backup. Who cares? He's a backup. Um, sadly, I have to agree that free agency in a butterfly style of goaltending changed the game. Hence, it being more impressive, they went three straight. But I hope Colorado's that's what I'm saying. I don't want them to win three straight, Grumpy. Under this era, the way it's played, I I think it intrudes on us. You could possibly say three cups is more important or more valuable than four cups for us. Okay. I disagree. Okay. If they win four, that's different. In the salary cap era, it's totally different. I'd say if they went four, it's a million times better than what our four was. A million. A million. I might say a million and a half. To win four fucking cups. To win four freaking cups in free agencies unheard. It'll never be done again. Never. Four cups? They're not. In a freaking free agency era? Never. I'm I'm just saying they're a fantastic team. What's the likelihood that you draft a a first ballot Hall of Fame caliber guy like a Kucherov, you know, in the mid rounds, you know, the, the, I mean, like look at all these guys, they drafted mid middle round guys like that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, here's the thing. They know what they're doing in Tampa. They just do. They know what they're doing. But like I said, they've been trading away first round draft picks for years. Eventually the chickens come home to roost Bobby Boucher and you're going to see it with them too. You cannot trade away your first round picks year after year after year. Because eventually, now here's the thing, they're way more talented than us, but they're going to have the same scenario where they have nobody coming up through the pipeline. I'm looking back really quickly at these. Holy crap, I forgot. The the, the Tampa Bay Lightning drafted Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. I didn't and know he was that. moved in the Ryan McDonough trade, right? Yeah. Yeah. But and you forget about that. I mean, Sorelli, right? He was a third round pick. Think about how many guys they've had that to produce from later rounds like that. They're hell. They've done a hell of a job drafting, and the guys they pick in later picks are still guys that produce. 
Sure. You know, Braden Point, third round pick. He got he guy could be a Hall of Fame caliber player. I don't know. He was not a great skater uh, going into his draft, but he worked at it. He had everything else, but he wasn't a great skater. Now he's a good skater. Kucherov, second round pick like that. I mean, yeah. first, and he's got he's got a guy who got talent to be first ballot Hall of Fame type guy. Andre Palat, seventh round pick. There's just so many guys they drafted and did a good job on. And you're just like, oh wow, yeah. They know what they're doing. That's why I keep on saying, let's get an assistant GM from Tampa. To yeah, Burnett must know if that happened for certain. Alexander also said Andrew Burnett weighing over his head. Goon Goon says hi, TJ Grump. I was excited. As waking up on Christmas morning when I see a new episode of the Islanders podcast. Thank you. Which leads to an obvious question. Grumpy, are you really Santa Claus? Sure. Why not? <laughs> JK said, Grump, were the 2018, 19, 19, 20, and 2021 seasons the best three consecutive years you've seen of the Islanders since the, the cup run? Um, or since the four consecutive cups? We were pretty good even after that. But I would say certainly in the last 20 years, without a doubt. Mm, we haven't, the whole thing is we haven't won anything. We've won nothing. In all those three years, we won nothing. We didn't win a division title, didn't win a conference title, didn't win a Stanley Cup. But it is, I think, the most successful we've been since those four cups, though, wouldn't you say? I don't know. We were pretty good going to the cup finals in the 1984 season. So we were pretty good then, too. And, you know, we made it to the Eastern Conference, uh, I mean. One year. Yeah. And 93, whatever it was. Uh, Drew L said here, um, yeah, he said he would have done emergency practice, beating the hell out of the guys, suicides till no end if they were to do something like that. It's tough to do that in the playoffs, though, because you don't want to yeah. kill the guys for the next game. True. James F. saying, hi, you guys are back. Grumpy, did you see the latest Better Call Saul? Oh, my yes, God. Yes, I did. Man. Spoiler alert. Bye-bye, Howard. Uh, Scott L. said, TJ, look who Evander Kane's playing with. Yeah. I'm not saying he'd be putting up 15 points and 12 goals and three assists with us, but he's doing what he's supposed to do. Um, Paul C. said, Florida was the highest scoring team in the regular season with 340 goals. Against Tampa, they only scored three goals in four games. Florida should have lost to Washington. They were lucky, especially in game four. A lot of young guys haven't gone through that experience. They, they weren't ready. They're not ready yet. That's not to say that they're not ready or cannot be ready because they're all starting to come into their prime at the same time. Mm. Gotcha, Grump. Gotcha. i uh, got a few more comments here we're going through. But uh, I'll say that Toronto's further ahead than Florida is right now. DJ and Grump, Vander Kane indeed does play on the McDavid and Dry satellite okay. for certain. I mean, that helps production. I'm just saying, no, he's doing what he's supposed to do on a very productive line. Yeah. Um, he does play with them. Gotcha. Thank you. Oh, maybe we asked the question. Does he play with them? Yeah, maybe yeah. I think we asked him. That's Thank a you long time since we heard from Joe. Yes. Joe, he sits quietly grumpy in the shadows, waiting to strike. Um, hey, Joe. Uh, Watson. Seems to be a mess, too. Yeah, Deshaun Watts, absolutely. Lou makes a first-round trade. I, I hope not. I hope not. Just draft up the most skilled forward that there is. You're fine on defense. You're fine. Mm. Man, get a get a, get a real, a real firecracker on the offensive end. Oh, man. Oh, hold on. Here you go. Alexander said he sent us the Mike Smith gaffe. Oh, my gosh, yes. How like, bad? That's why Edmonton's not going anywhere. Because Mike Smith is their goalie. And they'll regret not trading for Varlamov or somebody else. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, they come back to win that game, but they're on the power play too. Yeah. Cannot let that happen. <laughs> I love how he's like this. He's throwing his hands up. Like what the hell? Christ almighty. Mike Smith is a door off. I remember when he was drafted. He hasn't panned out. My God. <laughs> they did come back to win that game. What they went six to three. Uh, five, three. FYI, you, you know, when you're looking at it, you're not showing anybody. Oh, else. shit. Sorry, Grumpy. I thought this was a TJ and a Grumpy Old Man show. It was a it was a save. It was a huge save. Sorry about that. Do, do, do. Oh. Def- oh, my God. I love how he throws his hands up like, oh, what's going on? I mean, that's a long ways off. You figure he would have picked it up at some point in time. Boop. Jesus Christ. Do I got to be paying attention all the time? <laughs> They're a shorthanded too. That makes it that much better. Thanks for that, Alexander. Um, winning soothes everything. For certain sure. it does, Chris. For certain it does. Um, comparing a possible racist remark to Kane be, uh, betting on a team in domestic violence is ridiculous. I don't know I what. Think Tony D'Angelo was confirmed to have done that. I'm just saying when there's controversy, Al's 44. And again, whether... Uh, Controversy, no matter what it is, you know, when there is off the ice issues, off the field issues, you know, if you win, people forget. If you win, people forget. Yep, that's that was the point of the whole thing. If you, you got to be talented, though, your issues. You got to be talented, though. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're if you're not talented, right, you find your way out of the league and you never get another chance. If you're yeah. uber talented, it's, it's crazy how quick people forget. I think you could agree with that, Isles Forty Four, that. <laughs> People talent. are so easy and willing to forget mistakes of the past. Talent trumps everything. Just does. Um, I think Edmonton comes out of the Western Conference. No way. Edmonton Grump. I think they no. went to Okay. Edmonton comes out of the West. That's three straight Stanley Cups for Tampa. I'll just tell you that right. John A. I totally had forgotten about Patrick Kane. Ironically, Patrick Kane's rape allegation happened in Buffalo, Evander Kane's old stomping grounds. Uh, Buffalo Betty's. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing uh, else to do in Buffalo. You know, that kind of everybody's cooped up. Jeez. Uh, Michael, Michael W says, break up the honors fourth line. How much of a leash does Lane Lambert have? Um, Hopefully every bit of leash he could possibly have. I don't want him like running on a short leash because, Oh, we got to keep things the same way it is. We just need to do talking. Him. We just need a new voice. Let him run the team. How he wants to run it again. Unless we upgrade the team, it doesn't matter who the coach is. Mm-hmm. It's just that plain and simple. Upgrades need to be made. Policy said the last two games, Edmonton's Vander Kane was playing with McDavid and Dry Saddle. Um, last five goals um, was on the top line with those two, a couple power play goals as well. And he's been killing it with them. Um, as much as I want Bailey gone, I can't imagine loyalty Lou will move him when he's on the verge of hitting a milestone. That's a mistake then. Um, Nobody says, "What is your off? What is uh, thoughts on offer sheeting, Rasmus? I think it's Rasmus Rasmus Sundin. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Rasmus Sundin, um, from Toronto. He's 22 years old, left-handed, and if we offer him a 14 or four million, we would only have to give up a four a second rounder. Um, I, I, offer sheets don't work. Toronto will match that." Nobody, nobody. Just, is it? 
nobody nobody moves on an offer sheet except for Cock and Niemi. He did, but Montreal didn't want him. I was about to say that was trying to say F you from the prior year and it they they signed to do a one year deal. They signed to do a one year deal. And now he signed a long term deal with Carolina now, but that was just like a one year deal. Yep. Um uh here we go. Uh Tony B said Grumpy Old Man, if Arizona is willing to take Bailey in a deal for Chikrin, uh by it cost us, but it costs us a first round pick in Wallstrom. Do you make that trade? No. I will. If it's Bavillier, Bailey, and I'm first make that, and I, I don't want to, I'll offer him a first round pick, but it has to be lottery protected. Not this year's one. They have three first round picks this year. So, I mean, I know the two of them are later, uh, two of them are later, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not trading. I can give away a lottery protected first round pick, Bailey and Bavillier. That's it. I still have a lot of faith in Oliver Wallstrom. I do. Yeah. If I, they want Sallow. I would I'd be willing to move him too as opposed to a first round pick. They have to get to the salary cap floor. They have to take on salary. Mm. They're not taking in they're not taking on a whole lot of salary in that deal. Matter of fact, it's practically a wash. Tommy B says, How does TJ pronounce Joe Biden? Okay, Biden. Joe Biden. Biden. Um Shay says here, Lee say or says uh way, way, way too many cliche answers in interviews where I feel like Barzal doesn't do as much. Yes. Does you know? Does he you know? Does he say some cliche answers? But a lot of them, he you know, he doesn't say. I was gonna say Lee gets interviewed all the time. He's a guy who just gives the corporate answer. Oh yeah, we gotta work hard. You know, some guys always do that, but you know, some guys just kind of speak off their chest. They map bars all. So I yeah, you know, I yeah, that's nice. Um, I'm waiting to see who lose shit cans out of the job this off season. I don't know if anybody else is coming. Um, and then Mike, uh, Michael W. says here, I think Domi saw Truba coming and was trying to avoid getting hit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He was too busy trying to make a play on the puck, and he was on top of him. Uh, my little brownie says here, I heard on Real Kuiper uh, that Trotz may have been thinking about retirement after next season, and the wings were buzzing around with Lane Lambert. They wanted Lane Lambert. I don't think Trotz is thinking about retiring at all. Uh and I think people are saying just because Lambert spent a year as a roomie of uh, Steve Eisman that he was going to Detroit. Yep. Who the heck knows? I mean, it's all speculation at that point. Could it make sense that maybe he wants to team up with Stevie Wine, who's a good roommate and good pals with him? Maybe. And Steve, right at that point, maybe he wasn't given a head coaching job. He's like, I, you know, we just got, we just, you know, had a had an awful season this last year. I'm going to capitalize, get out from underneath Barry Trotz and do my own thing. He's applied for head coaching jobs before. So would it would it shock me if he, you know, applied in Detroit? It wouldn't have shocked me at all. Matthew yeah. S said, no on Nazem Kadri. He's a freaking piece of garbage glad he got that high high stick to the face i was about to say he gets suspended pretty much every single every single damn year and i'm just like every damn time um time he said condry will command uh five years seven million per no thank you Oof. at 31 years old well tj what what do i say to a deal like that for a 31 year old no thank you no thank you no thank you um john a said not as my first choice but you got to keep an open mind Due to the due to the lack of options, I think they've got a lot of options this offseason. Burkowski's an option. I, I take Burkowski over Kadri. Yeah, you're going to find a lot of people looking at Burkowski because he's cheaper, so that might drive his price up too. I never wish that on anybody, 
but I have followed this guy's actions over years, and he's a scumbag. Yeah, like, without a doubt. Every, yeah. every single year he's suspended from every single year he's suspended for the playoffs for a questionable hit, high hit, doing slashing somebody in the back of the, a lot of a lot a lot of dirty things. Yeah. I mean, remember when Milan Lucic used to do a lot of those things? He'd stick people in the nuts. People used to hate him when he was on the public sphere. He kind of settled down a little bit. Nazem Kadri still does that stuff. He just got suspended for running the goalie behind the net. Oh. With Lucic, so. <laughs> as, as soon as I say but, that. But Kadri, that's what he does, right? And, you know, somehow he's a folk hero now. Supposedly, some people were making racist comments. I don't even know. But now people, oh, poor Nazem Kadri. I'm like, what are you crazy? I mean, look at what he's done his whole career. It doesn't. It doesn't justify what they did. I, okay, I don't know what anyone said about him. I'm just yeah, saying. I don't even know why you're bringing it up. I don't even well, know. Why I'm, you're just, it up. I'm just saying how they're treating him. They're treating him like he's some type of folk hero now. And I'm like, okay, have you looked at this guy's been his whole career and what he did to the goaltender? I mean, knock their knock the goalie out. I mean, that's the end of St. Louis right there. Okay, we're moving on, Grumpy. I don't even know why you're bringing that up, Grumpy, on this podcast, but we'll move right along. Grump, that's one we could talk about tomorrow if you really want to talk about that. Drew Ellis says here, again, we're at two hours and 15 minutes. You're trying to open up a complex subject like that. I don't know why the hell you're doing that. Drew Ellis says, it seems to me like jo uh, Josh Donaldson may be the same as Evander Kane. He's just more of the MLB version. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Paulo C said here, uh, Grumpy, Tampa does remind me somewhat of the Islanders, but still have a long way to go to compare them. To me, the team that was very close in comparison to the Islanders was the 1976 through 1979 uh, Montreal Canadiens. They were phenomenal. The one thing that the Islanders were able to do, they were able to play teams with a different style. Montreal always played the same way. They were just super, They had superior talent. Gotcha. John A says here, Forsberg getting a lot more than uh, Kadri, and uh, I never, uh, he's never averaged a point a game, uh, a point a game either. Now, I he just at the end last year he did. Yep, right before con right before a contract, you know, right before a contract year, he averages a point on a contract season. You know, as his contract expires, he averages a point a game. The thing I do about, find it quite suspicious. The thing about Kadri is that he's never been the number one guy on the first line, either Toronto or Columbus. Yeah. And John A also saying Goudreau is the best option out there, but not a realistic one. Agreed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lane Lambert's got a different connection with players across the league. Maybe, maybe Matt Barzal loves Lane Lambert. And now he's going to be drinking the Lane Lambert Kool-Aid and saying, Johnny Goudreau, come join us. Is Goudreau, Goudreau is originally a Western Canadian boy, isn't he? Um, I don't, I think he's. I don't think so. I think no, he's, he's from, I'm sorry. He's from the Eastern U.S. He's like from Jersey or something. Playing, right? Yeah, I was about to say he's yeah. Jersey. Boy. I was about to say he's a Jersey boy. I forgot that he's been playing so long out there in Calgary, <laughs> so I, I assimilate him with the Western Canadian team. And I think now here's the thing, right? You know, supposedly maybe Barry Trotz is an option to be the head coach of Philadelphia Flyers. If you're Johnny Gaudreau, do you want to go play for Barry Trotz? Hell no. It was the same issue that I had with him coming to the Islanders. Why would you want to go play for Barry Trotz? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, Drill said, I'm just going to say this. Imagine Sorokin didn't have Char playing top four minutes every night. He easily would put up a 930-plus save percentage. I think last season was him scratching the surface. That's a good point. Uh, Noah W. says here, uh, am I the only one that thinks the second pair left defenseman is more of a priority than a ringer? A winger. I really don't want to see Andy Green, Chara, or insert old man defenseman here. I 100% agree. We still have to be able to score. We still have to be able to score, but I think it's also easier to get that left shot defenseman. 
We just need one defenseman is all we need. That one top four left shot defenseman. And our, I think our defense is ready to go. Molly mm. Brownie says here, Grumpy, would you take back Jordan Everly back? Can see, you know, he was so sad to leave. Still was, still had that wicked backhand. No trots, some more offensive shots as well. He's what, 33 now? I mean, I don't know what he's got left. You'd have to trade for him. He's still I, under- say, I think he's not. I don't think he's the answer. He, he's not an answer, but he did have chemistry with Barzal. Amazing how Tampa is getting this all done without Braden points as Alexander for certain. For certain. Yeah. Uh, the Blues have had a goalie carousel since 2019. Question is, um, our question is, does uh, do that chase or do you chase the goal? I don't know what the hell this offseason, considering Binghamton has not been the same since 2019. Do you chase a goalie this offseason? Um, no, no. I think Binghamton and Binghamton was playing really well in the playoffs, too. He's a proven playoff goalie. Um, uh, Max Power says here, what's up, fellas? Ollie Wally is has definitely not even close to scratching the surface or scratching the ceiling um, to his ceiling. Uh, with the right coach and line mates, that guy will put up some big-time points. No way I move him. I'm in the same um, camp. 100% agreement right. with you. Max. What a film said, TJ doesn't know how to manage uh, manage so many comments. What do you guys think of, of, of a penalty uh, that took away the Tavares' goal? Um, I don't remember when that was. It was probably again in the Tampa series. The best that's two weeks about a week and a half, two weeks ago. I can't remember that far back. Matthew S says Taves with a frowny face. Uh Shesterkin, uh Scott L saying Shesterkin and Vasilevsky would be an insane goaltending matchup until the Rangers are in an elimination game and Vasilevsky turns into a beast. I don't see the Rangers beating Tampa. Scott and I, I don't think it goes seven either. Scott L saying, Grump, that shirt you're wearing is no good anymore. The that's, why Larry into that shirt. that's why I'm wearing it. If the Rangers manage to squeak past the Hurricanes, they'll get crushed by Tampa. Not sure you know, who could beat them in seven games at this point. Sorokin is better than Shesterkin. Unid. Oh, 100, I guess. Okay. <laughs> 100. Okay, got it. Paula C said, I disagree uh, with Francis. Uh, when he said our problem is our defense giving up, you know, 40 to 50 shots a game from last year's playoffs, our defense is much easier fixed than our forwards. I've only scored 231 goals. 100% agree with that. The defense is easier to fix. Grumpy answered that one. He thinks Sorokin's better. Um, uh, starting for Fiala is the same as Chikrin. One, uh, a first-round pick and three or four good prospects. And a first round pick, no thank you. Stop giving up our future. Wallstrom could probably be just as good as Kevin Fiala. He could be a better goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a lethal shot. I remember back when YouTube was young, like 12-year-old kid was on the site saying that Ben Bishop was going to be the next Patrick Waugh. Oh, how times are different back then. Yeah. Um, the film saying, Grumpy. You saw this Tampa team coming for a long while after I made my goalie comment. Uh, you want it on praise, Vasilevsky. I got gotcha. you. Uh, <laughs> uh, SP says here um, they want to give up a first rounder who could potentially be as good or better than Fiala in one of either Ratu or Wallstrom, who could also be studs. We got to stop trading away our future. I agree, SP. I certainly True. do. 100%. Uh, Chris, she said, get well soon, Grumpy. Thank Make you, some honey tea for bed. Makes you, it helps you out. Yes, I know that. 
TJ, I'm not trying to be mean, but I ask you, do you have dyslexia? <laughs> I'm not dyslexic. Thank you. I, I read through these comments as quick as I can. Uh, SP said, TJ, no one will win four in a row again. It's, it's not happening. Hard. It's so hard. If if Tampa wins three, shit. Think about how many players. Start, if Tampa wins three, yeah, I'm kind of starting to get a little clammy. If they lost, if they win, I mean, even this year with all the players that they lost, I mean, identity type guys, it would be incredible. But now, now their big guys are like identity guys too. They're a great franchise right now. Matthew has said, I'd vomit, but I'd have to root for Tampa. Of course. No one's rooting for the Rangers. What? Only TJ. Andrew L said, no proper out of fans picks the Rangers over anybody. Never, never. If if they win, you got to live with it. Uh, uh, Rob G said, you guys are awesome. I enjoy the show. Go Islanders. Thanks, Rob. SP said, the only time I semi-root for the Rangers to win is when I'm rooting for the Islanders to lose when the season's over. Even then, I feel bad. (laughs) SP said here, TJ, we won 19 series in a row. 19. It's not just that, you know, it's an era thing. Uh, A team is ridiculously tired after one series win. Imagine 19 in a row. They've I'm saying won. day of free agency, if you win three cups, and dare I say four cups, it's more impressive than 19 playoff series victories. They've won 10 playoff series in a row now. Okay, after 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 they beat the living daylights out of Carolina or the Rangers, it will be 11. And after they beat whoever comes out of the West, it will be 12. Ooh. So I think they're in the driver's seat to win the cup. Holy shit, man. They're getting the rest. I said that I thought they were tired, and I thought that was going to give them trouble. They swept Florida. They're sitting on the sidelines, resting up those guys, getting Braden Point back. They are going to walk past their next opponent, and they're probably going to win another Stanley Cup. You have me now on Tampa's winning the whole thing again. Isn't that what I said at the beginning? No of the self-respecting year? Islander fan ever roots for that slime of humanity, says Matthew S. He, he's talking I about guess the Rangers. I'm not a self-respecting. I, I, I don't respect myself. Your answer should have been, "I agree. We should not root for Tampa." That should have been your answer, but you blew it. What can I say? Tampa wants to prove they can win a cup on an 82-game schedule. There it is. Uh, watching the Avalanche's game right now, the Avalanche were built through the draft. Period. You want to build a team that last you build them through the draft, says SB. And also, you have to take advantage of old, senile, geriatric general managers. That is an also must. Well, yeah. But the draft I mean, is the most important. Dave Stray, grumpy. I know, but the draft is the most important thing. Yeah, Nazem Kadri is not, not selected through the draft. Okay, they traded for him. I know. Just saying. Um, well, um, and Vasilevsky, it does help when you're seven foot walrus in the net with oversized equipment. Yeah, it definitely does help. SP said uh, the dynasty Islanders drafted are big players aside from Butch Goring. That's the one trade we need to stop trading our first round picks. 100% agree for ham and eggers like Kyle Palmieri. Thomas, Thomas B said here, gents, we're all hearing uh, various scenarios regarding Chikrin and Fiala. We have a few assets to trade. If those guys are really on the market, other teams have much more to offer. If this team's going to improve, it's not coming for trades. I agree, Thomas. That's a new picture for Thomas. Has now won the most consecutive playoff series since the Islanders. The Wings and the Penguins both were eliminated in the second round after winning consecutive cups. They're better than those two teams. 
Ugh. McCarr is l- legit insane. He's definitely a fantastic forward or fantastic offensive defenseman, no doubt about it. And the Yankees win. James F. saying here, the Yankees win here too. Um, why was Mike Smith throwing us up his arms like that? I couldn't tell you. I was shocked. Um, SP said here, hey, Grump, I know you're pumped for a little Miss Marvel. Going to be your favorite show. What is that? It's going to be, I think, a Disney Plus show. Uh, and what do you think about the multiverse of madness? No spoilers for those who haven't watched it. Oh man, um, stop that! There's too many superhero movies. Stop with the superhero movies. Other do things- you watch any superhero movies? No more superhero. Okay, okay, movies. that's a no. No more superhero movies. I don't want any superhero oh, movies on Ant Man oh. and and the the Moon Knight and all these. No more superhero movies. None. Okay. None. Moon no Knight movies. Moon Knight was a TV series, not a movie. Okay. They're all the same. All these things are the same. No more superhero movies. Multiverse want... of Madness was okay. Now we're gonna have movies like The Stick Man. Or I'm done with the I'm done with these superheroes. I'm done with them. You don't even watch them to begin with. What do you care? There's too damn many of them. But why haven't you watched any of them? The Light Man. Maybe they're going to have a plastic guy. They're just coming up with it. Ant-Man. Get the hell out of here. I'm done with that. If Edmonton comes out of the West and they face Tampa, it's probably going to be a sweep, and that would be four straight. I was about to say, dude, Tampa's in the driver's seat. Here's the thing. Edmonton is not beating Colorado. SP said, keeping Bailey leaves zero room for free agent signing for certain. Yeah. Wow. Move some guys. Three to two. Grumpy. Comments quick. Three to two. Uh, look, Grumpy. What did you want to say about if we keep if we keep Josh Bailey at minute two hours and thirty minutes? I said yes. We have to move guys to bring new guys in. Thank you. We we talk about that all the time. I'm just reading through the comments here, man. Come on. Yes. Now it's three two. Colorado or Colorado Avalanche still up ten minutes ago. Um, oh, good gracious. Oh, it's tie game three three. Okay. Wow. Um, four to three Avalanche. Okay. We had to go ahead. My God. Uh, I'm rooting for Kim Jong-un over the Rangers, says wow. JK. Well, that goes a little bit more severe. Fair enough, fair enough. I guess I understand the severity of it. Lou will make no move this offseason. Mark my words, says let's go Islanders. John P. saying here, hi, gents. Hope you feel better, grumpy old man. Thank you, John. DJ, no sports team was as good as the Islanders during the four cups. Do you know? Uh, in those four playoff years, only lost three games total in a four finals combined, and a lot of games they dominated. True. The East, the East was way tougher than the West back then. Justin Fulkins is redemption. However, however, they they used to be where just they sorted the teams one to sixteen. Didn't matter divisions. Drew L said, "TJ, uh, I did say Tampa was winning again." And uh, they're slated, destined for a three-peat. I've been saying that since mid-March. And, man, what a goal by Nathan McKinnon. Unbelievable. He's good. Okay. Uh, Milo Brownie says, Letty on, on the Blues, Taves on the Avalanche. Weird to see ex-Islanders on different playoff teams. Um, Letty got smoked, oh, my God, by Nathan McKinnon. Put up the goal on the screen. Hold on a second. God. Yeah, Letty got abused by McKinnon. Grump, um, I'll let you go ahead and read that, and I'll pull it up. Who the heck is still going to Bon Jovi, Jovi concerts in the year 2022? I bet you a lot of people are going to Bon Jovi concerts because he can actually play music. And it's probably people, I want to say probably people in their 50s now, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if you can play, you can play. 
Okay. Where's the, where is that thing, TJ? Believe it or not, I had to pull it up from scratch. You're gonna have oh to give me a second. God, I can't believe it. Let's take a look here. Oh, it's going to the last three Let's minutes. Nick Letty. Let's see if our famous friend Nick. Holy, oh. holy shit! Lazy Letty strikes again. It's an amazing goal. Jesus Christ! Undressed. Two minutes and fifty-one seconds. Look at this. Look at this. Look at the position he's in. Can I put this? I can't put it on slow mo because it's not. Look at this. Holy shit. Caught flat footed. Take the body here. Oh, holy shit. What a lazy. Opens, he opens up his hips and lets him walk right. He doesn't by. even put a goddamn hand on. Dude, that lazy pile of shit Nick Letty is. I'll be honest with you. Nick Letty's a pile of shit. It just and reminds me so much. If anybody thinks we need this back on the Islanders. That's what I was just going to say. Wow, I can't wait for guys like, you know, Nathan McKinnon or top tier guys like my David to do that to Nick Letty again. Holy shit. For, and that's what I was just going to say. For any Islander fans, say, hey, how about we bring Nick Letty back? There's uh, exhibit. Is this you the good times? Or exhibit A, why you don't do it. Because he doesn't play any defense. Jesus Christ. He's stuck in cement. And he's, look how fucking lazy. I can't go over how freaking lazy that sack okay, of shit but is. Here's the thing. Thank God I haven't had to watch him in years. Here's the thing, though. Your goalie's got to do better. Your goalie's got to do better there. What the, the goalie's is still got to be doing. What is yeah, Nick doing? He's around asleep. He's asleep. Okay. So is the goalie. So is Huso. Sorry. Got to do better there. There was only one move for him to make. Just one. He could have done a wraparound. Here's the thing. He wasn't expecting Nicoletti not only not to put a goddamn, uh, not to put a body on a body, but also not to stick check. I mean, Nicoletti's just doing nothing. He doesn't make contact with the stick or the man. He lets him just walk around him as a defenseman. That's why backup goalies don't win playoff series right there. Here's reason. the thing. That's why Nicoletti has no spot on okay. our team. I'm not saying Letty was perfect, but the goalie is complicit. Absolutely. Christ almighty. Oh, that made me pissed off. I was in good mood until I saw Nicoletti strike again. Um, yeah, sick. Yeah, his play was sickening Nicoletti. I don't see. Sick. Honestly, I don't see Colorado beating Tampa. Mm -hmm. I just I just don't. Andrew really said, it's kind of disgraceful when we have to remind a 30-something-year-old Islander fan that rooting for the Rangers is bad. I oh, he's talking about you. God almighty. I don't even think you're 30 yet, are you? You know what I want to hope? You know what I hope? Now I hope Tampa wins this year and next year, and we'll hear for the rest of our freaking lives that Tampa had a better freaking dynasty than us. We'll hear for the rest of our freaking lives because you freaking can't believe that maybe the Rangers can make it to the playoffs and then freaking lose, make it to the finals and then lose. I'm telling you right now, there's no way in hell I feel more confident if the if the Tampa gets knocked out here and let's say the Stanley, or in the Eastern Conference Finals, I feel more confident that the Rangers have no, and I mean absolutely no chance of winning a Stanley Cup final. What the hell was it? Was like one on five, and the goalie just chose to stand there in the center. I mean, gosh, dude, you got to go where the guy is. Look at this. Dude, Holy uh, Nick shit. Nick Letty blows. Here we go. Um, blows. Letty blows, but the goalie, the goalie sucks. Sorry. Matthew said, so we still want Nick Letty back? Holy shit. Took him to charm school. Uh. <laughs> Dan L. Grumpy. His baby was looking at that Nick Letty play, and he there said, he is. He wants, the baby. He said, everybody who wants Nick Letty back, he said, boom, baseball. I love uh, have you baby. seen anything uh, that makes you think that we will try to bridge Dobson 
maybe buy out a couple of years of free agency. I think something like, you know, five years, five million per, six years, six million per is pretty fair. Makes him a free agent around 27, 28 years old, allows him to cash in. That seems to be a fair deal all around. I'll be Ooh, interested to see how Miller takes this approach. Uh, go there with that. If if I'm going to Oh, Grumpy got kicked out again. He got he typical. Um, Dan L said here, I'm also so baffled with the love affair that Trotz has with Letty. Um, he is a with what a terrible defender he is. Yeah, I, I, he's just so lazy. That's the thing that always drove me nuts is how freaking lazy he is across the board. Lazy with all the movement he makes. Oh, wow. Grumpy, you're joining back again. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, now you're going to make more work for me in a post stream. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Thomas tied it. They tied the game. Anyway, Grumpy, uh, Grumpy Bon Jovi's voice is shot. He's canceled his show. 4 4, 44, or 56 seconds left. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Before we wrap this show up today, uh, remember if you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. Um, again, we'll be going live tomorrow at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Um, again, you can find that show in the link in the description below. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Grumpy Old Man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time, Grumpy. Now, you won't hear this on the on the, the voiceover recording on the podcast, but Grumpy, what do you always say at the end of the show? Grumpy Old Man said he wants to say love and laughter for everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. So thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you tomorrow at TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, 9 p.m. Thank you everybody for tuning in. See you tomorrow.